This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. My table leg just fell off and I'm trying to fix it. Um, <laughs> it is the Monty Show live at the Maverick Center in Salt Lake City. Snoop was here and we can smell it. Um, <laughs> indeed it was. Snoop Dogg to a sold out house last night at the Mav. You have got the uh, G League, I believe, in town tonight at the Mav. The Utah Grizzlies are back this weekend. By the way, it is Ugly Sweater Weekend. Yeah. The Coca-Cola Caravan for Santa Santa Claus and stuff is here this weekend. Use the promo code JYMonty to get a steep discount on your Grizzlies tickets at Ticketmaster.com. The Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, Utah Advocates. Uh, com. We got to talk Utah Jazz today. How about that win last night, Jake? The Utah Jazz blow out the New Orleans Pelicans. You're all impressed with this Zion Williamson dunk on Walker Kessler. Uh-huh. And we're watching the game last night and, you know, whoa, hey, my bad. Uh, we're watching the game last night. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, hey, we're going to talk about this. Hey, I like this angle. The Utah Jazz are doing this. The Utah Jazz are doing that. And Jake's like, oh, the Zion dunk. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Just oh, like that. Zion Williamson all over the place. Dude, did you see that? Hey, man, he looks really good. I, wow. Like, you just couldn't stop foaming at the mouth what? over Zion Williamson dunking on Walker Kessler. Yeah, it was a great dunk. No, it wasn't. Why can't we appreciate a great dunk? Because everybody can dunk. Everybody, everybody in the and NBA. Why doesn't everybody uh, do that against Walker Kessler? Because Steph Curry can't jump. Right, but other than right, that, and don't right. forget Donovan Mitchell can't dunk anymore either. Right. He's fat. Uh, <laughs> but the point is, everybody in the NBA can dunk. It's no longer impressive to dunk. And to dunk on Walker Kessler, that's like uh, you're, you, you at 39 dunking on your six-year-old kid. It's not impressive. <laughs> it's not impressive, with uh -huh. all due respect. Uh -huh. I mean, you're 375 pounds worth of Zion Williamson right. against a 200-pound Walker Kessler right. on a good day if he ate before the game and didn't take right. a crap. Like, right. then he's 200 pounds. Right. Maybe. I just don't think it's that impressive. Whatever, dude. You you tried to you tried to defend Zion with uh, Walker Kessler, and he made you pay. That's well, there was some switching going on there, but I'm not that impressed by what Zion Williamson's doing. He is. You have he to is, appreciate athleticism, though, on some level. Like, like you, at least on some level, you have to say, yeah, it is impressive his athleticism. I agree. He hasn't done anything in the league. But isn't yet. everybody in the NBA athletic? No, not everybody in the league is athletic. Walker Kessler's not athletic. Yes, he is. Okay, then ever then. Then what are we talking about? It, it, is Zion Williamson explosive? Yes. He is. Yes. He is. Yes. I, I don't, I just don't, I am not going to get all boned over Zion dunking on dudes. And I love the announcers. are like, oh, he throw it down like a ham sandwich. Like, I don't care that you get excited. That? It's your job to get excited that your boy dunked the basketball. I get it. Everybody in this league can dunk. 
Your body. Get off my lawn, guy. Right I'm now, not. Dude. No. What does this have to do with me being old as dirt? Because man, the guy is is athletic. I agree with you. He hasn't won anything or done anything in the league. I'm down with that. I'm not gonna say. That Zion should be in MVP conversations or that, you know, somehow he's the best player in the league. But I am going to say the guy's on first team all fat ass. He can dunk and he's probably stronger than you in the paint. Yeah, exactly. Look, mom, Look, Zion mom, can Zion dunk. Zion can dunk, exactly. He's been able to dunk since he was in the womb. Who cares? Yeah. Like, show me a jump shot. Show me a mid-range <laughs> game. By the way, you might want to consider playing defense. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yep. You have to play defense in the NBA. Yeah. He. It's not impressive that all the guy does is dunk. In Boulder last night, oh, my God, he's shooting 94% from the floor. Because he dunks. <laughs> it's it's Rudy Gobert. Oh, my God. The most efficient player ever who only dunks. Yeah. That's great efficiency. He only dunks. I, I, I'm not impressed by it anymore. I'm not. And I would love your thoughts on it uh, here on the Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. <laughs> The best injury attorneys in the business. So when you get dunked on by Zion, go ahead and call them. Yeah, and his and his uh, and his like boiler of a gut um, slaps you in the face and you get injured. You call the advocates at theadvocates.com. <laughs> go chat with an attorney right now. Yeah, uh, online for free, mind you, at theadvocates.com. All right, your thoughts on this? I just am curious. Are you guys impressed? Are you impressed with Zion Williamson? That's all we need to know. You know, like, I, I, that's what I'm, you know, I'm curious. Cody Strickland, who, by the way, has turned heel on the show. He's awfully negative about everything of late. Is that true? Are you being serious? Oh, I'm totally serious. Okay. Cody says, watching Zion play, I was waiting for him to get hurt. He needs to calm down a bit. Too big to play like that and not get hurt. And I, I love that. He, that. Yeah. And I love that he's like, and one! Bro, what do what what is yeah, it? Start talking shit. What are you thirteen? And we're playing on like <laughs> mini basketball 13? hoops. Like, seriously, <laughs> I, the, my biggest issue with Zion Williamson is he's not professional. He is again, he's not in peak physical condition, in my opinion. Well, and I think you have to say that as a player, he's still young mentally. I mean, again, who are we kidding? I mean, this is a guy who's missed what almost two seasons now, like just since the draft. Like, yeah. you know, this is somebody who. Who again? I, I, look, I'm not going to sit here and say the guy's the best thing since sliced bread. He's not, but but I do appreciate you know athleticism and vertical when I see it, and he has those two things. Now I agree with the comment. You can't play at that. At, you can't play at the rim at his build because because again, the weight that physical number isn't wait, necessarily wait, 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 wait. the problem. Stop right there because I think you're answering NY Monty fans' question. I know we've talked about this before, but I forget. Why does Zion walk like that? Penguinish. Yes. Yes, he does. I, I believe it's because he's 298 pounds. He's and, stiff, dude. And he hides Snickers bars in his shoes, Fat. so he kind of can't walk. Hum Fat. <clears throat> Fat. Okay. Uh, Hib says Zion only averages seven boards a game, needs to get 10 minimum. That's Agreed. what I was saying the other day. Agreed. How are you not a double-double machine? You should be. How are you not a double-double machine? Uh, Maury says, uh, with his skills, no physic, uh, skills, no physically, oh, yeah. Okay. You know. Uh, Steve Lopez says, not at all. Kessler did a great job last night. I thought he did, too. 
Mm. I thought he did too. You're not impressed with Kessler. I'm not impressed with his lack of grit on defense. I think he's a gifted block shot blocker. I think instinctually he's really, really good at timing and being able to see the play develop right. and being in the right spot at the right time to block a shot. He blocked Zion last night. But what I don't love is like on the Zion dunk that we're sitting here talking about. Like instead of backpedaling like that and allowing there to be space between you and Zion, you should have just said, okay, I know he's probably going to want to drive well, past me. Let me bump him. Watching the highlight on uh, SportsCenter live at the Seaport, because yeah. um, I'm so tired of hearing about the Seaport on ESPN. You know what I love about, real quick, ESPN, ESPN. So, that, so on GetUp, they're like, live at the Seaport. On Chris and Canty, they're like, live from our New York studios. Bro, we get it. We get it. You guys are in New York. We understand. New York's the only city in the country, Jesus. isn't it? Uh, anyway, my point is, on the highlight <laughs> on ESPN that they, re they play repeatedly, and I didn't notice it watching the game live. Uh, mainly, I was distracted by your, you know, frank uh, arousal at the play yes, in yes, total. Yes. Um, Zion Williamson gets a running start. If you're going to allow Zion to have a running start at the rim, nobody's blocking him yeah. at, at the rim. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Barrington, Zion has been injured a lot, so I'm just enjoying watching him play while he actually is out on the court. I agree with that. Yeah, it that. is fun to watch him run the break. Yeah. I will, but, yeah. I'm with you. He's very limited. are a little over the top. I'm a with you. A little over the top. Yeah. He is the quintessential kid that nobody said no to ever. True. Ever. Yeah. yeah. You know, Justin Solace, what's up? Wow, look at Justin with a new avatar. Okay. With a, did you, is that a mugshot? Did you get arrested? What happened? That, it's one of two things. That's either a mugshot or Justin got a new work ID. Well, that's what I'm guessing. Well, that's what I'm guessing. See, the other issue here is I wish I could rock a goatee like that. Well, you can. You just don't like the way it looks. No, and by the way, I'm very proud of you today. I'll single you up because you shaved the neck beard. Yeah. So you are you are clean shaven. Yeah. What was the what was the onus to be clean shaven? I just shaven? woke up and was ready. Okay. There, there wasn't seriously. Jake there wasn't says an onus. to me today, I woke up at three thirty, burned a deuce, dude. It I was did. amazing. It was what incredible. Nuke? An absolute an absolute who, nuke, bro. Who starts the day like your boy? You come over to the house, we get in the car, the boys are driving to the show, and you're like, oh, by the way, man, three thirty, nuke town. You like, fucking donkey. <laughs> who starts the day like that? Are you kidding Tell me? me? Okay, it's we I we celebrate it. it. Why do you not, as a dude, celebrate that? It's called taking a trip to the foot. Like, do you guys have secret code for going poop? Yeah, ours is Nuketown or going to the fourth floor. Dropping the kids off at the pool, right? Browns to the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. right? Like Justin, yeah. Justin Salas says the only reason he dominated is because how quick and how big he is. Oh, is that all? Uh, I am impressed with how he can move his body, but he will continue to get hurt if he keeps playing like this. I agree. I agree. He will. Uh, Cody says, Monty, what are you talking about? I haven't been negative. LOL. I prize you guys. Well, we are prizable uh, all the time and let people know about your show. I'm not saying you're like, I just no, don't feel like your sports, yeah, don't take your sports. Yeah. Your sports takes have been salty lately. That's all. Jesus. Good Lord. Cody, relax, my it's, guy. It's He's Wednesday. not saying that you're hating on the show. No, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, the old dude needs to appreciate who Zion is. Did he just call me fat? Yeah, he called you fat and um, he called you old. And fat. what he's good at. Not impressed with by Zion. Next. I'm not fat. impressed. What I'm not impressed with is the fact that all he does is dunk. He doesn't have a three-point shot, really. He doesn't certainly have a mid-range game. It's not impressive that your best weapon is a dunk. It's, it, it isn't. It's why Giannis has had to... 
like you know mature into a full-fledged actual man who can shoot a basketball not from three well and what surprises you. me too is like zion is most dominant going left you see him go left a lot i'm not saying that he can't go right because clearly he can but most of his highlights are of him going left and so to me it's like he just needs development and i think that you know if zion ever finds a way to have a reliable elbow jumper he's going to be really difficult to stop like that's what he needs i just think that zion williamson is a sports center player he's a guy that's going to create these massive highlights and hey i'm this and that oh look at zion and it's all look it's impressive to dunk on guys in the nba okay great i'll even give you that you got to bring something else because they're not going to win being built around zion williamson mm -hmm. we have this conversation all the time I don't see that the New Orleans Pelicans can be built around Zion Williamson and they win. I, I don't. Well, and the defense is the biggest issue. I mean, you're not, Zion is not somebody who's a good defender right now. No, it's not, but it's why Dallas doesn't win. And by Lu the way, he should be a prolific rebounder with his athleticism and vertical, and he's not. Luka Doncic is arguably the most gifted offensive player in the NBA, and he just doesn't care about defense. Yeah. He doesn't make an effort, he doesn't try, like, he just wants to be the guy on SportsCenter. Yeah. Guys on SportsCenter rarely win championships. Yep. It's guys like Jason Tatum last night, you know, bringing the, the Celtics all the way back to win that game in overtime against the Lakers. And yet, what do you see from Jason Tatum? He can dunk. He can play in the mid-range. He can shoot from three. He's a really good defender. Like, he's this all-around player. Yeah. And that, to me, is, is the biggest difference. And again... You know, like the Jazz win last night, by the way, by the way, um, the Jazz win last night, and I think this Nikhil Alexander-Walker story is one that you have to now start paying attention to. Have the Jazz found a future star in Nikhil Alexander-Walker? He is a totally different player the last, I would say, month since he got chewed out in the Chicago game. I really feel like you'll remember that timeout that they, they took and Will Hardy said to him, we were there, we heard yeah. it, we saw it. He said, it's not good enough, not effing good enough. Yeah, He's yelling at Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And since that moment, NAW's been a completely different player because he didn't bench him, he didn't forget he was on the team. He yelled at him, he chastised him, he coached him, and he put him right back in the game. And NAW hit a corner three and got a layup. He plays really solid defense. And again, you saw him with 27 the other night in, in the start. But what's so impressive about Nikhil Alexander-Walker is we're now starting to see it consistently. In his last four games, it's been 11, 11, 27, and 19. And what you're also seeing is the minutes now are consistently 25-plus. So he's getting more minutes. He's giving you more production. He's earned the time on the floor. Yeah. And for me, that's what's so impressive about NAW is he's earned all these minutes he's getting. He's earned all these opportunities he's getting. And it's one of those stories that we are not used to with the Jazz. Yeah. Outside of guys like Don, you rarely see a young player come in here, you know, struggle, you know, see some success, but then blossom into a real contributor. We're seeing that with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's a young, unpolished gem who's bounced around the league a little bit now, and you feel like he's found a home in, in Will Hardy's system. Now, could he go three games and score no points? Sure. 
I don't see that happening. Yeah. I believe that his ability to play at all three levels now, that's why he's so good, Jake. And I think NAW is one of those guys who, frankly, you really should be looking at and wondering what his ceiling is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think the, the only thing that, that I, I think we have to talk about with his game right now is just the turnovers. That's the only thing that I've seen that I think he's got to work on. Other than that, I love the jumper. I love the the energy, the effort. Uh, I, I, I think typically he's in the right place at the right time on the floor. Like, he's really improved. And I, and I think that, you know, there are just some, some times where I feel like he's forcing the issue a little bit, and that kind of runs him into some awkward situations where he ends up turning it over. But again... He's a young player, so I, I think you expect some of that. I mean, I mean, hell, we're still talking about Jordan Clarkson getting stuck in the paint and turning it over. So, I mean, it's not as though this is unique to to NAW, but but I, well, I do love the development that we've seen, and I think you got to give Will Hardy a lot of credit for doing what you just described, which is basically riding his player and then giving him a chance to redeem himself. I'm a big believer in that. You know, guys are going to make mistakes, but then you got to allow them to correct that mistake. And if they don't correct it, then that's when a bigger conversation needs to be had. But I just think that Alexander Walker is showing good leadership for his age. I think he's 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 using his body well, which again, I think yes, is another thing is. that really separates him. Like I does, does ESPN have his height by chance, his his dimensions? Uh, they're like, you know, this is somebody who is length, lengthy, six, like six, five, two Oh five, 24 years old, 2019 first round pick, uh, number 17 by Brooklyn. So like six, five, two Oh five is a great body. I mean, that's a great frame to be working within. And I think that, you know, again, he just needs to keep doing this, like keep being, you know, I would say 20 plus like the 11 point games. All right, cool. Nice. Pretty but average, at this point like, in his development, I think you're going to get some 11 point games. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the thing that is so encouraging for me is it's not the points. It's that the shot has improved dramatically. It's that he's rebounding. He's diming out. Like, again, what what's the rule on this show about assists? Yeah. 25 assists minimum for the Jazz. They have 31 assists last night. Yeah. Right. And, and you look at. You look at his numbers, he has six assists last night. He Nikhil Alexander-Walker puts up six of the 31 dimes for this Jazz team. He is putting up starter contributions in a, in a limited bench role. And I think that's what's so exciting. But it also goes back to the Jazz hiring David Fisdale to be in charge of player development. Thanks. And you're seeing a, a, a different switch. Like one of the other things I think is so critical is you're not seeing Jared Butler play one game in the G League and then come up and not play at all. Yeah. What you're seeing is Agbaji last night getting into the game. Now he doesn't score and he's a minus four, but he spent some time in the G League, really, I thought, had a big contribution for the Stars, comes up and now he's getting minutes any time that they can get him minutes. Yeah. And it's four in a blowout. It's garbage time. Those are big minutes for a guy like Agbaji. Yeah. You're seeing Nikhil Alexander-Walker not languishing. And one of the things that I I always, I guess, criticized Quinn Snyder for was that you had one bad stretch and he would forget you were on the team for a month. Like, if you were a bench player on this team and, you, you know, the, oh, man, Don's friend, Golden State. Eric Paschal. Eric Paschal, thank you. Eric Paschal would have a bad stretch and homie wouldn't get off the bench for a month. Yeah, it's true. And it's absolutely true. You know what? You understood, you know, Azubuki, let's say. Doke is just not an NBA player. But a guy like that has to get into 
you know, like Pascal has to get an opportunity. Now, granted, I don't think he's on an NBA roster. I actually think he's a free agent. But he's a guy that you felt like could contribute. I look at Talon Horton Tucker, and I say to myself, hey, man, is it, what, what is this guy's minute load going to be like? He plays five minutes last night. But you're getting some minutes here, and then you're not getting minutes over here. I think Will Hardy is developing as a coach, and I think they're doing a really good job of using guys in positions to allow them to contribute. And I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a great example well, of that. And I think he's earned the right to take THT's minutes. I mean, with all due respect has. to THT, like, uh, you know, I love you, bro, but, like, you, you have to make more of an impact than, than you've been making. I mean, it's not going to be good enough on this team anyway to come into the game and give, you know, give Will Hardy five points off the bench. Like, that's not going to get you more minutes. I, I and, and the thing is, is and I always go back to this, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a work-hard guy, too. Like, yeah. he's somebody that's going to run up and down the floor, and he's going to outpace the opposition. And I think that... That gets him more minutes just on merit alone. Like Talon Horton Tucker's not somebody who's gonna do that. So to me, I just like what 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 Alexander Walker's doing right now. And and I wanna see it be consistent. I wanna see him get to a place where he's in that eighteen to twenty three points a night guy. Just be in that range and you're gonna get all kinds of minutes. And and if you do that, this team's gonna win a lot of nights. Yeah, I think one of the more interesting angles, if you will about this roster and the way this thing is built right now is that you're not married to any of these guys and all of these guys are trying to earn their spot in the future on this team. And I think you're seeing like Jordan Clarkson last night was for large swaths of this game, a disaster, mm -hmm. right? I mean, he finishes, you know, one of seven from three, one rebound, three dimes and 11 points, an awful game, <coughs> but he still has big moments. Like you're, you're starting to see, like, I think Larry Markkinen is a guy. And I think with Markkinen out of the lineup, I think that you saw how important um, Larry is to this team. And I, I think last night, that running dunk down the middle of the lane, that's what he brings to you. He's a guy that I, wanna, I want him to be my second best player when the Jazz win a championship. Uh -huh. If he can be your number two, or when the Jazz take that big step forward yeah. into you know a conference contending team, Larry Marketing can be your second best player. But Malik Beasley, who I think has been your most consistent three-point shooter, is not going to be here when this season's over. Yeah, it's just frankly easy for him. Yeah, I, I mean, mean... You watch him shoot the ball and it's just pure... I, I, the thing that excites me so much about Nikhil Alexander Walker is I want to see it now. I want to see it now. He's a guy that I can envision if he ever gets to consistently 15 to 17 points a night, I don't see how you let that cat go. I don't because that means he's, his jump shot is, has become consistent. He, cause right now I think he's shooting as well as I remember him shooting ever. Yeah. Like I don't remember him shooting this well. Him and Laurie Markkinen are guys that I can see like, hey, man, you can be on this team when it's really good. Yeah. And whatever it is that NAW develops into, to me, you've got to let him blossom now. For better or for worse, you've, you've absolutely got to let him blossom. And you got to, you got to see what Nikhil Alexander-Walker is at, at, at the top of his developmental arc. Yeah, 100%. You've got to know what your highest best, what is it that, that – you can, you know, you can get from him to, to be the best team. What is it you can get from tridaytrading.com slash Monty to be the best father, dad, husband, provider that you want to be? 
Anyway, uh, all of our jazz talk on the show is presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, get there and watch the free webinar. Again, every day I tell you, it's all I'm asking you to do. Go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty and watch the free webinar because I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to change your perspective on the way that you're making money right now. If you're somebody chasing a paycheck, all I can tell you is that paycheck is a drug they give you to make you forget your dreams, to forget the vacations, to forget the nice car, you know, to forget that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I got that credit card debt, but Tammy makes great coffee in the office Tammy. every morning, right? That's what you're, you're, you're doing right now. And if that's you, and if you've always been the guy that's like, man, next year, I'm going to make a lot more money. Don't wait to next year. Go watch the free webinar right now. It's quick. It's informative. It's free. And it's no obligation at trydaytrading.com. Day trading. Absolutely. Today, people across this country are going to make $1,000 today by day trading because they went to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. If you get to trydaytrading.com slash Monty and you watch that webinar, you are going to be interested. It's hard not to when you hear the stories of the grocery manager who said, I was tired of not being home on Christmas Eve at 2 a.m. because I had to make sure that the shelves were stocked for Christmas morning because the grocery store gets that rush. I miss Christmas. I miss New Year's. I miss kids' birthdays because I work at the grocery store. I'm the manager of the grocery department. Well, hey, I started day trading on the side, scaled it up into a full-time income. I'm making more than I thought I ever could, and I'm home every single night. I take my kids to school. I pick my kids up from school. I make them dinner. We live as a fan. Like that's the dream at TridayTrading.com. And it's not a dream. It is your reality. And all you have to do is go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty and watch the free webinar. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Q Sam, good morning to you, sir. Water is wet and Laurie is no show in the second half. Well, frankly, the game wasn't in much dispute. dispute. But there is something in this comment. I want to say against the Bulls, he had 30 in the first half. Yeah. And was absolutely a no-show in the second half. I don't understand if this is a Laurie problem or if this is a, a Will Hardy problem, right? Is this, a, is this something where marketing is, is not running? His motor is much lower in the second half? I don't know. But you got to figure it out because I agree, Q Sam, that he has not consistently been a four-quarter player. Yeah. And it, it is it's frustrating to watch. Mr. E, uh, I love Beasley. I would trade Jordan Clarkson first. Well, but Beasley is a, not a young player. Neither is Clarkson. But Beasley's not a guy that is going to be here when you win a championship. I don't know. that. And again, my, my opinion is the Jazz win a championship in the next five seasons. I think they... they Continue to scale. Danny being Danny, I think, builds a championship contender. They're in position to win a championship in the next five years. Yeah. Malik Beasley won't be here for that. Yeah. Because they're not going to be a conference contender next year. It's too much of a commodity. You've got to flip him. Yeah. And he's in demand around the league, frankly. And so you're going to trade him. I think you, there's nobody on this roster outside of marketing. And, man, I think it would be tough to trade NAW now. But outside of, of Laurie Marketing, there's nobody on this roster I wouldn't trade. Yeah. Nobody. So, Justin Salas, I hope Na uh, NAW's shot has improved, but it still looks pretty funky. And with those type of mechanics, my guess is his percentage will come down, but I'm hoping I'm wrong. Every shot he takes, he gets better. And I think 
it is it's clearly going in at a higher clip. Yeah, I mean he's clearly able to make it and make it more regularly, you know, more often. I I mean I don't disagree that the mechanics are not you know, what I would recommend for shooting mechanics, they're not what I think any, you know, shooting coach would recommend, but at the same time, I think that NAW is working on them and I think that, you know, if you're seeing this type of performance on maybe not ideal shooting mechanics, what does it look like when he has really good mechanics? Yeah, I mean, he's shooting 44% from three. He's taking three, essentially three threes a game. His career high for threes was 21-22 last year in uh, New Orleans. And then, you know, he, you know, he makes 31% of those. Yeah. But he's not a 30-minute-a-night player at this point. Like, he was averaging 26 minutes a, a game. Um, in, in New Orleans last year. That's not who this dude is. Yeah. That's not. Like, I look at, I look at you know, his 14 minutes a night. Um, you know, he's giving you seven points a game. But again, he's giving you, you know, he's giving you two rebounds, two dimes, a block. Like, he's doing all of these things. I think he's clearly developing. And I think the three-point shot, I think his field goal percentage being at 48%, is by far a career high. Like, I love what I'm seeing. I'm not yeah. questioning it. I don't care why. Just keep doing what you're doing. And it, it is, by the way, shouldn't be lost to anybody. They had a lot of practice time in the last week. Uh -huh. So you feel like that's why they came out and played a lot better as a unit last night. And yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a big deal. Brandon Whiteside said, better shot. Thank you, Horny. Jeff Hornacek could be. Absolutely could be. Um, let's see. Brett Terry. Good morning to you. Beasley is young, but what he offers will be found later in the draft and the Jazz will be hitting that hard. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Boyd Lake, uh, when the other team adjusts to what you're doing at halftime, it's on the coach to have a second move. I don't know. What do you guys make of the, the Laurie Markkinen disappearing in the second half? I mean, I think that I think that there's no getting away from the fact that, that you know, he, he's getting minutes in the second half, right? So, like, yeah. to me... The biggest issue I've always had with Laurie is that he's not dominant enough on the ball, meaning that that he is happy to go four possessions without touching the ball, which is unacceptable on this team anyway, in my opinion. So to me, Laurie just needs to command the ball more, and I think he needs to take more of his shots you know, from his spots. Like, I love the fact that... He's somebody that can quick release from three. You know, you 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 get him the ball and there's a tight closeout, but he doesn't bring it down. He's just able to go up with it, which is really nice, and it goes in. I think that the Jazz would be really wise to run some sets through him to start second halves just to get some buckets and, and to get him going. I think there's that's never a bad idea. And if you think about it, all the great teams do that for their best players. You know, get them going. Like with Laurie, I'd put him on the block. I'd get him. I'd get a mismatch. Put him on the block and get him a couple easy baskets like that. That or get fouled. I mean, that's that that works either way. But I just think that you can't have Laurie going four or five possessions without seeing the ball. So to me, it's like, yeah, this is definitely on Will Hardy on some level, but also it's on Laurie to command the ball more. He just needs to. Yeah, but he's never been that guy. That's yeah. just not who he is. But maybe that's his development yeah, well, point for Fisdale, and, and, you know? and it could be, but I, I look at what he was in Chicago, and again, I'm a Bulls fan. He's soft. I mean, he is mentally, he is soft. And, and I think your point about him commanding the basketball, I think is a very good one because 
frankly, he is not a guy that's ever going to command the basketball. Yeah. And that, and I believe it, it I want to correct, it was 26 points in the first half against the Bulls. He finished with 32 in the game. That is exactly what Q Sam was talking about. And I think it's a, it's a point very well taken. You know, like it is, you yeah. know, it, it, he, he comes back last night off of an illness, gives you 19 and 11. You're thrilled with the double-double. Um, and by the way, I think he only played 30 minutes. So, you know, it's not Which like I he's playing a ton of minutes. Talking point. I, you know, if you're, you know, when you look at these box scores, you'll notice minute distribution is all over the place, meaning that it's spread out and like, guys, there's not one guy who's running 45 minutes, you know, like. You, you saw the other night uh, when they were dealing with injuries and NAW started that he played 40. But on the regular, these guys are not pushing much past 34, 35 minutes a night. Yep. Make sure you go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, it really does help the channel grow. Again, um, everybody is asking us, um, and people were tripping out yesterday. I, I don't know what Mark, our guy Mark Rasmussen, uh, who is one of our favorite guys at the uh, barbecue pit stop in Lehigh yeah. event for the BYU-Oregon game, yesterday said, you guys are never going to give a tickets away. Okay. What do you mean, dude? Listen. Like, we do that all the time. We do it all the time. Um, our, our the, the contest sort of that we're running now um, kind of came out because people were asking us a couple of uh, weeks ago to give away jazz tickets. And so we said, okay, well, yeah, we'll give away jazz tickets. Get us to 9,000. We'll even take you to the game ourselves against Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs because we're going to that game. There's no doubt about it. Yes! We get to 9,000 by the end of the, the year, which is today is the 14th, right? So we get to the, we get to the end of the year, and that's 18, 17 days away. Something like that, yep. If we get to 9,000 in the next 17 days, and currently we're at 84.72. Right, which a huge day on subscribers yesterday. Really well done. Great work. We have 528 to go, and I think it's 17 days, right? That's only 31. So, you know, like, it, it's only 31 per day. Yeah. Which yesterday we did 47. So if we can start bringing that curve down consistently, what we're going to do is if we get to 9,000, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to the Jazz game. You plus one. We'll get a black car. We'll all ride to the game together. We'll take you into the team store. We'll get you a custom jersey. Or I would encourage you to get the black with the yellow or the black with the white sweatshirt. Yeah. Because you, you get a jersey of a player and he's going to be gone. And the sweatshirt game in the jazz store is pretty fire. But we'll get you any item that you want. You get one item, and then we'll hang out. We'll watch the we'll watch the jazz and the calves together. And if you know me, I don't sit in I don't sit in terrible seats. Mm -hmm. So we'll take you to the game. We'll sit in good seats. You know, we're gonna have a great time if we get to nine thousand subs by the end of the month. And Mark Rasmussen's like, you guys are begging your hacks. Okay. okay, don't subscribe. I'm still going to the Cavs game. We, I'm still we we yeah me and your girlfriend are right. going to the <coughs> she doesn't even want to be around me uh but the point is me and Jake are still going to the Cavs game right we get to 9,000 we want to take you with us that's all I'm saying by the way yes people were asking yesterday are you guys really giving away all-star game tickets yes yes Mrs. Monty and I are texting back and forth as we speak we're also doing a weekend at spring training in March that we're going to take listeners to. We have Chicago Cubs spring training season tickets. But so, we're just hacks. So, you, you know, know, I mean, it's it's fine. Like, you know, you know if you, it's cool. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So, yeah, get, uh, give us a like. Uh, right now, we're at uh, just short of 500 viewers on the show. 
Uh, and we've got 25 likes. So uh, if all 111 of you who are watching the show now um, click the like button, that would be amazing. Um, that's why yesterday we had a really good day of likes. We had, I think we had over 200 likes on the show yesterday. I could be wrong, but we had a really good day of likes. So what happens? YouTube shows our content. People subscribe to the channel. Not rocket science. So I'm saying like, you know, it, it, like I know it's our channel and, you know, we it's up to us to add the subs. But like when you guys just hit the like button, I know it seems repetitive every day that we say it, but like it really does make a difference. Like on Monday, we added 31 subs. Yeah. Yesterday, we added 47, like a clear jump because we Good had day. all the extra likes. So that's why we asked so much. Yep. Uh, let's see. Mike Maples, uh, who, by the way, was at the Snoop Dogg concert Mike, last night. How was it, dude? Play by play. What is like, like, dude, bro, dude, bro. We walked into the Maverick Center this morning and <coughs> I was looking around because I thought there were dead skunks everywhere. Yeah. So can, can I mean, you know, you know, I'm not saying nothing, but Mike, we need some play by play on the concert last night. Uh, Maple says, let's get to 9,000. Made the wife and daughter subscribe. Let's go. Let's Mike. go, Mike. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Tanner Plummer says, you guys need to make a hack shirt. We do. We do. The hacks on YouTube. Yes. Exactly right. Exactly right. Hey, by the way, big shout out to uh, Amber, the girl that went like chasing the people who oh, broke yeah, into her ran, car. Yeah, she, you know, busted into the van and got her gun back and all her keys and stuff. So Amber is a multi-talented young woman. Yes, yes, yes. Um, not only is she a mom, not only is she a wife, she not only runs a great cake baking business, but she's also a really high-level graphic designer. You'll notice on my Twitter, on my Instagram, on our YouTube channel, the banner has changed. Amber went ahead and, and gave us a Christmas gift. Oh, Out of the real? blue yesterday, she sent me this banner, and she was like, hey, I, uh, what do you guys think of this? And I was like, oh, oh it's real? awesome. Because it is. It's awesome, yeah, it's beautiful. right? And she's like, yeah, Merry Christmas. I, I made this. I offered to buy it from her. And she's like, oh, Merry. No, no. It's my Christmas gift to you guys. I like, appreciate that's that, fantastic. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a it's amazing um, the talent that we have. Uh my Monty fan says Laurie is homesick for Christmas. The finish flash. Right. Right? The finish flash. I will say the people of Finland support this show now. Yes. It's they so do. funny. You like when Jordan Clarkson's hot, tons of Filipino views. Yes. When Lori Markinen's hot, tons of Finnish views. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Salty drunk, what's up? He says, Tanner, do you think they scout the opposition? What did Tanner say? Tanner said, I think teams adjust to Laurie in the second. And there's, by the way, real quick. It was described on YouTube yesterday that it's Mike Lowry marketing. Mike Lowry. There's argument over how to say his name. I say Laurie Markinen. I say Laurie. Perfect. It's it. I'm not. If it's Mike Lowry Markinen, okay, great. I say Laurie Markinen. That's it. Lowry Markinen, period. That's how I say it. Uh, I think teams adjust to Lowry uh, in the second half, and Lowry and the Jazz coaching staff don't know how to counter those adjustments. Maybe. Uh, LOL, MY Monty fan for sure, man. Guys, guys, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Uh, MY Monty fan says conditioning, possibly lingering small injury, or he's just being a Nancy. Could be. He's being a he's Nancy. Being a Nancy. Eric and Raleigh says what he means is you haven't given him tickets. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Exactly I love right. When, I love when people come into the comments on the show, right? And they're like, I'm going to unsubscribe if you don't stop telling people to like the channel. As if that's going to like end our day. Yeah. As if that's going to like burn the world down. Connor Johnson, who's got an Oregon State Beavers. Okay. The Beavs are in the chat. 
Uh, ha ha, very nice, Tanner. Beaver Nation is very happy to have Utah in the pack. Big 12 is lucky to get Utah. Utahns like, the, like their football. Yes, they do. Yep. Yes, they do. Um, I think that, and we're going to talk college football here coming up because of this UCLA thing, but settle down. Um, Salty Drunk says, you guys have been giving uh, things away for years. Grocock says hello. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's Come something on, we've always done. Yeah, like to say that we don't do giveaways or that we're just, you know, hacking people is ridiculous because yeah. Corey Grocock is an absolute legend for vote stealing on this show. He I mean, got himself on, an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner Plummer's won an Xbox. Yeah. Tanner, do you even play your Xbox? I need confirmation that you even use the thing. Didn't Brandon Whitesides win a PlayStation? Uh, I believe so, yes. That, that hot chick in the Philippines won a PlayStation? Yes, like, she did. We give stuff away like on this show pretty regularly because yes. you guys support the show. We the, I mean, it's it's what makes the world go round. Uh, Mark Barrington, give an, get an NAW jersey. No need to worry about him being traded now. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, uh, Jeremy Bolton, how about a giveaway for a one-hour drive in Jake's car where all we do is go around and wake up people and disturb hey, the man, peace? If you guys are about it, I'm down. That, I mean, you know, I, I think that's cool. Or just meet him in any national park um, because as it's been well-documented on this show, Jake's like Jake likes destroying the ecosystems of national parks. <laughs> I mean, he does. Now, to your credit, you went and planted trees after that because you knew you had murdered a bunch. Well, you didn't actually. That's a lie. Good job, Jake. Uh, I think that's a <coughs> fine giveaway, JB. I do. And you know what? We'll drive you to your next Spartan race in Jake's hey, look, WRS. Look, I, I can drive you to the jazz game in the Subi. If I mean, if you want to get us to 9,000 subs, we can do that. You know. You know. Uh, Troy Cushing says, Morning, my guys. Safe to uh, Stay safe out there. Love the heads up on the Utah Jazz True News. Thank you. Yeah, be careful. I, again, it was a little sketch this morning. It was a little sketch driving in the Quattro this morning. Bangetter Highway was was interesting. Bangetter. Bangetter. Uh, My Monty fan says you have to hit the like button prior to entering the chat. Jeremy Bolton made it a law. I believe it is an ordinance in Monty yes, Town. Yes. I believe that yeah, is correct. It is. I believe that is correct. Uh, Tanner says, I prefer Oregon State over Oregon. The Ducks fans worship Bo Nix like he's the second coming of Justin Herbert. Connor Johnson, welcome to the chat. Johnson. <laughs> San Diego State says, some folks say hacks. I echo what Jake said a few weeks ago. When you're building something special, not everyone deserves to be around that. Hey, you know what I mean? Don't disagree you with that. You know what I mean? But again, we're just the hacks on YouTube. Yeah, we're the hacks on YouTube. You, you know? know? Uh, Mike Maples on Snoop Dogg. He says, it was a great show. It ran till after midnight. Packed house. Didn't know what to think about my daughter knowing every word to every song. Well... <laughs> I really, if my wife had not had a broken arm, we'd have been at the show. Did you get a contact high from the show? Dude, I don't know that that smell ever comes out of the building. Bro. I, I don't know that they, I, it, ooh, you know. Uh, Cam Harrison says, good morning, guys. Yes, uh, like the channel. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Exactly. Uh, it's pronounced Laurie. I speak Finnish, FYI. Say it right, Gonzaga. Wow. <laughs> Wow. It's pronounced Lawry. Gonzaga. Lawry. Lawry Markanen. Lawry. You know. Do you really speak Finnish, by the way? And stuff. Uh, Tanner says, MY Monty fam, why are you uh, why are you driving and texting? Because he's a stud. That's why. I'm pumped. He's a stud. Exactly right. Um, you know. 
Eric and Riley says, is Grocock still subscribed? He is, in fact. Yes. He is, in fact. Troy Cushing, uh, Ingram is better than Zion. He needs a mid-range and defense. The problem with B.I., Brandon Ingram, is the guy's always hurt. He's got, right now, he's dealing with a toe injury. He's out at least another week. They had Brandon Ingram last night. They win the game. They don't. Oh, they lost. Herb Jones, like, though. You know what? Oh, man. I'm telling you. I might be the only one I'm telling you. Herb, Herb Jones is nice. Buddy can play. Herb Jones is nice. I am telling you that yeah. right now. Buddy can play. Uh, Tanner says, yes, I play the Xbox. It's amazing. Tanner won an Xbox. What, what game do you play? What is your vibe? You know. How many gamers do we have in the chat? How many? Oh, freaking Chris Carr and Arlington Bears. I promise oh, I use dude. my Traeger more than any gaming system. He won a Traeger smoker on the show. Yeah, dude. I mean, what are we even talking about? I remember delivering that to his house and being like, dude, like, how did you build a castle? <laughs> dude, Chris Carn. Anybody that doesn't know the Chris Carn, like, the guy is a baller. Dude's got a pad. Not only is he a dad and a, and a husband, he, he has a beautiful home. How about that? On the golf course, I believe. And, I think, yeah. And, he, and he's plugged into the new Jack in the Box. Like, he knows where it's going. And I just say... Hook your guys up, dude. Can I get the first Ultimate Cheeseburger out of that joint? We should have... Honestly, Jake should have the first Ultimate Cheeseburger. I should have the first Extreme Sausage Sandwich off the line. Yeah, dude. Come on. You know. uh, Maple says, My wife was taking a lot of videos and trying to cut out the pole dancers. And it's true. I emptied two bottles of Visine just driving <laughs> There was a lot of sticky icky in the, in the building last night. You know, um, let's see. Uh, Jeremy says, I play Cooking Traeger 2K23 on my Xbox. It's lit. Yeah, it's lit. It's lit, you know. Uh, Mark uh, Hale says, the hacks on YouTube that were asked to join a local radio station. Yeah, we're just terrible. There was all of that yesterday, too. Oh, you got to tell me how. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, talking jazz basketball uh, on the show today. By the way, uh, jazz win last night, 121-100. Um, they play New Orleans again tomorrow. Yeah. So back-to-back with a day off of in between. What do you guys think of that? The back-to-back with a day off in between? Because we're seeing it a lot. Like, the Pelicans had that back-to-back with the Suns, and now yep. they're doing it with the Jazz. Like, what, like I kind of like it. By the way, I'll take more uh, Lakers and Celtics back-to-back. That game last night was crazy. Yeah. Talk about a game the Lakers Crazy. should have won. Crazy. By the way, and again, and, and I know that I know everything. Right. Here I know that go. I know everything. Here we go. Time to slurp some James Harden. Anybody see fat ass in Philly last night? Here we go. 21 points, 4 of 7 from 3. Fat. He had a double-double. He had 15 dimes. Fat. A 21-15 double-double with assists, 7 rebounds, 5 steals. Come on, man. Come on, man. Is he your new favorite player? No. Uh, well, my favorite player is Devin Booker. He doesn't play games anymore. And the Suns That's look... Right. The That's The Suns right. look like... The Devin Booker's trash. out because he, quote, pulled his hamstring. Which I'm has sure. been a chronic injury over his career. Come on. Well, why else would he be out? Hell out of here with that. He's not managing his load do with some, the Kardashians do some, anymore. Do some leg days over the summer or something, guy. Come on. Yeah. Well, he's, he's had this hamstring issue throughout his career, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul is dead to me. Not okay. only is this guy the ultimate nut puncher in the NBA, because he always seems to find some dude's bag. Oh, it was an accident. Sorry, you know. bro. Um, but he, like, he just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And they don't have a bench. They don't. With all due respect to Jock Landale. Jock. Landry Shamet's a bust. Like, that team's not good right now. No, it's not. That team's not Playing good at bad all. Bad basketball. 
at all. Like they're not good. Yeah. They are not good. So again, I just simply throw it out to the to the chat. Right. Who's the who's the best team in the NBA right now? Because if you watch the Celtics last night and you say Celtics, anybody dude. but the Celtics, yeah. I don't know what you're I don't know what you're looking at. I mean, I would love to see like the Bulls and Knicks tonight, I think is a really compelling matchup. Neither one of those teams is good. I, I look at some of the other matchups. Like I wonder, are the Cleveland Cavaliers the best team in the East in a playoff series? Mm, how are about that? I think they are not close to the Boston Celtics. That's how much I think of the Celtics. I think the Celtics are by far the best team in the East and the best team in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, I just think that it's unfair to compare Cleveland to Boston because Boston's been together for like five years now. Cleveland's, this, well, I mean, they're still trying to figure themselves out. Yeah, and I want to see Clippers and T-Wolves tonight. Yeah. I need to see Kawhi do it again because if Kawhi and PG are going to play the way Kawhi and PG played the other Savages, night, forget bro. it. Savages. Forget it. That team is, and they're doing it with a part-time player in John Wall. Like you look at you look at They're the doing it with multiple part time players. I mean, Kawhi well, hasn't played. They are managing their loads. Yeah. Um, you look at you look at at the fact that you're still getting John Wall off the bench, nineteen minutes and six points. You beat the Celtics the other night, one thirteen to ninety three. Yeah. I mean, that's that's you beat the Boston 20. Celtics by twenty points. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. Yep. That's this the NBA defense. right now. Defense. The NBA right now, I think, is as compelling as it has been. You know, Salty Drunk says, don't sleep on the Nets. I still believe they could make a run. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. By the way, did you see your boy Jingles is going to come back here, Salty Drunk, from Milwaukee this week? They say in the next week he could be playing. Uh NY Monty fan says, I saw on the interweb Suns being bad and getting blamed on the owner. Yes, he is a douche, but gotta get it done on the court. I think. This sale of the Suns is lingering, and it doesn't need to. Yeah. And I think it's causing a problem. And I think one of the bigger problems for the NBA is Football at 50, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. It was all right. It was okay. I mean, it, you know, it's only the first hour. Like, next hour will be better. Use the promo code MONTY25 when you order your Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the Papa Murphy's app. Super easy. Customize a pizza, traditional crust, double barbecue sauce, and then put whatever you want on top of it. Because we all know that we don't use red sauce on this show anymore. Nope. Um, and we use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Okay. There's so much in, in football to talk about right now. Um, I want to start with Cole Beasley. Right. Just because we all know. We all know that Cole Beasley is infamous for not getting vaxxed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Michael Rappaport bomb off of TikTok. So Cole Beasley was really good when he was previously on the Bills. Right. Michael Rappaport, the comedian and actor, had him on his fantasy football team. Right. Cole Beasley does a whole, I won't get vaxxed. Please respect my privacy. You're all a bunch of fools because I'm a doctor. Right. Thing. And then Michael Rappaport went absolutely berserk on TikTok on Cole Beasley. Just a fucking vaccination genius scientific expert, you fucking asshole. Which I think is one of the best. You got to turn the music off and play yeah, let's, this. Let's stop the you music gotta, real quick. This, this deserves, deserves it. its ready? own spotlight. Mr. Fucking vaccination genius scientific expert, you fucking asshole. Yeah, next question. Beasley is a douche. 
But Cole Beasley is back with the Buffalo Bills. Mr. Fucking Vaccination Genius Scientific Expert, you fucking asshole. <laughs> it's, it's classic, dude. It's everything you want out of Rappaport. Oh, man. my God. I love it. Uh, Cole Beasley is back with the uh, Buffalo Bills, by the way. Um, not funny at all is this NFL concussion thing. Yeah. And listen, I, I get it. I totally get it. You're not going to be perfect on concussions. But you look at this deal with New England the other night and Devontae Parker. Yeah. Devontae Parker over the middle, catches a pass, gets hit, clearly got his head driven into the turf. The ball fell out of his hands. He gets up and almost falls over immediately. They let him stay in the game. The official doesn't stop it. The the off-field official, the independent neurologist, they all have the ability to stop the game. None of them did. Nelson Aglahor is waving his arms. Um, just picture this. Picture this. Dude is lined up. He's the closest receiver. If you're watching it on TV, he's the bottom receiver on your screen, right? Devontae is. Devontae is. Right, Aguilar is in the slot and jumping up and down like, hey, dude, buddy can't even stand up. And you're like watching him. You're watching Devontae like fall over. Like he's literally, he can't stay still at the line of scrimmage to line up. So Devontae Parker tweets yesterday, get on y'all's effing job at NFL. He tagged the NFL and said, get on y'all's effing job Thankful my brother was aware of the situation. Tag Nelson Aglahor. He had a can clearly had a head injury. It turns out to be a concussion, and nobody stopped the game. Does the NFL still have a concussion problem? I don't see how you can get away from it, especially with the Tua stuff this year. I just don't think that I, the NFL is is not diligent enough. Like I don't think that in sports, like I don't really care if it's the NFL or NHL or whatever the sport is. If someone takes impact to the head or neck area, in my opinion, and they can't stand up, their motor skills are are are. It happened at not, the World Cup yesterday, yeah, and right? they don't stop the game. It, it it's in every sport. It's yeah. a brain injury. Yeah. So if you can't stand up, if you're if you're exhibiting symptoms of a concussion, Tua. Yeah. When he yeah. gets hit against the Bills, Milano hits him. He slams his head. He gets up and falls over. No, no, I'm fine. He plays immediately the next week against Cincinnati and has an even worse concussion. I, I, I don't understand this. And I just How? think that they're not they're not cold blooded enough with it. You have like I'm talking about the NFL specifically should be a league where if there's even a sniff, even a even even the slightest Dude. inclination of you had a concussion, I don't care if it's the smallest concussion known to man. You should be taken off the field, put in the blue tent, and run the concussion protocol. There's just no reason not to. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Great. Hey, listen, if you miss five plays, but it's proven that you don't have a concussion, who cares? Like, who cares, right? It's not that big of a deal to take dude out of the game, evaluate him to make sure he's healthy. That's what matters. Jake, we're trying to win the game. It's ridiculous. Who cares about their brains? Never mind that you don't miss on Russell Wilson when he needs to be taken out of the game. Yeah. Right? You don't miss on some of these higher profile I guys. think you're going to miss because guys know how to hide it and nobody wants to come out of the game. But on the obvious ones, you got to get Dude, it right. He wasn't hiding anything, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Bolton says that Rappaport drop is GOAT. M. Morris says Rappaport is unstable as they come. He is.
Uh, Tanner says, kudos to Nelson Aglahor uh, for getting Devontae off the field. I totally agree with that. Uh, Boyd Lake says he stumbled around and could not stay upright. For heaven's sake, it took another player freaking out for anyone to notice. Exactly. Exactly, Boyd. Like, I get it on some level if, like, you know, he's, like, lined up in a bunch, let's say. Or, like, it's there's a bunch of guys around him that make it difficult to see him. This guy was singled up, man-to-man coverage, right next to the official on the sideline, and nobody did anything about it. How nobody. is that even possible? Nobody. It's crazy. How? I, I just don't I don't understand it. Uh, Giggity keeps in it real. If Aglahor could catch footballs as well as he catches concussion symptoms. Wow. So, of course, Tanner's in thinking exactly what I was thinking. You know, Giggity, when Aglahor was with Billy, he made some clutch catches during the Eagles' Super Bowl title season. I actually, you want to know my level of sickness with Tanner Plummer? Yeah. When I saw this story last night, again, Tanner, I was laying in bed thinking of you. Um, uh, anyway, the point B, uh, I was laying in bed getting ready to go to sleep, but I'm reading. Oh, I thought you were getting ready to do something else. My bad. No, my forearms were tired already. Yeah, Uh, But the point is, uh, I was like, oh, Aglahor, he was with Philly. I wonder if Tanner knows. Yeah. That's my sickness with Tanner Plummer. It's terrible. Uh, Connor Johnson says they should watch Whiplash, too. It it can do just as much damage. Oh, absolutely. That's what I mean. That's the Tua thing. That's the Tua thing. How does the broadcast catch it and the NFL does not? No idea. No, and yeah, salty drunk. The AFL, which is which is hybrid rugby in Australia, uh, players must leave the field immediately and be assessed when any head contact occurs. They should. In the World Cup yesterday, you had two guys smash their heads into each other. Both of them laid on the ground, and uh, you know the other guy, you know, is rubbing his head for like five minutes. That this one, he's like rubbing the back of his head. Never took him off the field. Never looked at him. Never looked at him. Uh, San Diego State says LBS, like button smashed. Again, thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, NY Monty fan says, I hear the local USC station is giving away a chance to get a uh, Manny Petty with Caleb Williams. Is that true? Oh, God, if that's true, that is the single greatest promotion ever. Yeah. If that is true, oh, my God. Uh, Tanner says, uh, laying in bed thinking of you? Uh, What? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show is, of course, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um, whether it's Monday family home evening, whether it is Sunday football, Saturday football this week, or just any night of the week, it's never a bad night to get your Papa Murphy's Pizza on. Make sure you throw in the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. You will thank me later. Uh, they are amazing. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, grab a delicious Papa Murphy's Pizza. Step two, bake. Step three, chow down on the deliciousness. Order the limited time Hog Heaven Pizza today at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Oh my God, my wife booked the, the house in uh, Phoenix uh, to, get the, uh, to get the hookup on... Look, <laughs> dude, I'm not even trying to be all like braggadocious. I will single up. Look at that Bro, pool. What? Look at that pool. This house my wife booked is like a Spanish-style house. 
That is amazing. Wow. I am so fired up to go to to go to spring training. Yeah. Like I cannot wait. Like she's sending me this Airbnb link. It's got a huge kitchen. Yeah. We go make some Papa Murphy's. Yeah. Like, oh look, hey, 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 let's go. Well, look I, at that I, bed. I won't, I won't be seeing that. Look at it. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm super stoked about this. Well, look, there's another. There's oh, another. Excellent. Okay. Hey now. Yeah. This is where you'll be. <laughs> yeah. That's where you're gonna sleep tonight. Um, by the way, real quick, we were uh, we were driving around yesterday. We went to JCW's for lunch, and it absolutely made me feel terrible. Uh huh. Um, and then we, we, but we were driving to uh, JCW's yesterday, listening to the Wolf of Wall Street, the clips from the Wolf the of Steve Wall Street. Steve Madden speech. Oh my God! Just go search the clip of Steve Madden speech, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it's it is it is absolutely hilarious. Uh, here on the Monty Show, presented by uh, the Advocates. Uh, find them online at theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business from automobile accidents. Look, you get in a car accident and somebody rear ends you, which is super common. If somebody's driving recklessly on the roads this morning with snow and freezing ice, that's not your fault. Don't rely on your insurance company to protect you because that's not their job. The insurance company's job is to keep as much of their money away from you as possible. Let the advocates get you everything you're entitled to at theadvocates.com. For everybody in Arizona, I know we have a, a good group of listeners in Arizona. The Advocates are now in business in Phoenix. Check them out online, theadvocates.com. They have this great feature where you can click on a button. It says, talk to a lawyer right now. It's a chat feature. You can... You can be anonymous. You can be at arm's length. I know sometimes that's awkward for people. But again, the rule that always applies, hey, do I need an attorney? Yes. The answer is yes. If you're if you're thinking about a lawyer or an attorney, there's no better choice than theadvocates.com. Let's get your uh, thoughts in here. Um, Jeff Johnson says, Tempe or where are the Cubs at? No, we're staying in Scottsdale and they are in Mesa. Yeah, the Cubs are in Mesa. But there is all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Jeff have, says I might have to bring the Subi on that trip, dude. You might I, have I'm, to. I'm, I'm having some nostalgia about driving down Scottsdale Road. Yeah, spring training. I'm down. Yeah, we're going to give away a uh, weekend at spring training coming up in March. Um, again, we have season tickets at uh, Sloan Park in Mesa for the Cubs. Uh, we'll give away uh, we'll give away a couple of tickets to see the Cubs over a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we'll give you a gas card to get you there. All those details will be coming up. Uh, after the first of the year. We are also, by the way, uh, in January, going to start our contest for All-Star Game tickets. Uh, we are going to give away a pair of All-Star Game tickets. The contest is something to the effect of a pair of All-Star Game tickets and a steak dinner downtown. Um, so we have all of that coming, so it's going to be a great 2023 right here on the Monty Show. Eric and Raleigh says, sick of winter yet? Time to move back to AZ? Oh, no, no, Hell no, 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 this is, I love winter, dude. This is why I moved back to, yeah. to Utah. Can't wait to get on the board. I actually got Jake an early Christmas gift of step-on bindings and, of and course, boots. And of course, you know, you get that, and then the week we're trying to go, we've got all this stuff that we have to do. You yeah, know what I mean? so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, well, Jake won't snowboard with me on Saturday because the girl he broke up with over FaceTime and then got back together with, um, you know, he's going snowboarding with her. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Uh, anyway, uh, Connor Johnson says, Nick Madrigal, stop it. Connor, see, you say hurtful things like a former White Sox top prospect. That's hurtful. That's hurt. I don't care if he's ever on the Cubs. The White Sox aren't even a big league team. Who? Yeah. Exactly. 
Uh, Jeff Johnson says, yeah, I've been meaning to get down there for spring training for a few years now. Super fun. It's great. I'm telling you, if it's we great. can, we should put something together. Like, we're, we're, we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, MY Monty fan says, if I win the All-Star Game tickets, I would 100% fly back for that. Let's hit the like button, people. See, he's, he's, whoo, get that nose going, baby. It's right. Bro, why, why, is, why is your nose kind of brown right now? You know, what's yeah, what's, what's going, going on, on yeah. over there? Yeah. What's going on over there? Uh, we have got uh, over 500 uh, views today. 54 likes. Let's go. That's really good. Yep. We, our bar, our minimum hour. bar on the show is usually 100 likes per show. That's what we like. We're so pacing please, for 150 right now. There's 135 people here. Please make sure you hit the like button. Um, let's see. Giggity says, damn, Jake, bros before. See, that's what I'm Here saying. We go. Bro, like, because the, but the assertion is that that I don't snowboard with you during the week. Or never. That we never have time together. Never. Or that, or that somehow the only opportunity we have to snowboard together, you know, I choose, you know, a woman over you. Like, Are you guys married? True. Are you guys married? No. Then you got to take the bros <laughs> first. I do take the bros you first. You don't. Yes, man. I it's do. hurtful. It's hurtful, man. It's hurtful. Giggity knows where it's at. Uh, San Diego State says, what is the number like for California listeners to the program? We we have a ton in the Bay Area and we have a ton in Orange County. Uh, we do really well. And, you know, frankly, we talk a ton of Utah sports on the show. We are Salt Lake City's largest sports talk show. Um, but we also, as part of that, we talk a lot of Big 12. We talk a lot of Pac-12. We talk a lot of NBA. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot of NFL. And so when I... Back in the day, I was on KGO and KNBR in San Francisco. I have a lot of listeners who followed me there. I've been on Sporting News Radio. I've worked, worked in Los Angeles. So we have a lot of L.A. listeners. And, yes, we are going to find a way to work in the token baseball segment over the summer. I'll see to that. Jake, is, Jake and I, we were actually, like, punching each other in the face. Well, I was punching you in the face. You weren't really doing much punching. Right. Uh, you know, like we were wrestling around in the snow wrestling. yesterday. We weren't. Uh, we were just talking about baseball. It's, it's the problem is Salt Lake City doesn't have a baseball following. No, they don't. And it's no. uh, we, we're both passionate baseball fans. Uh, let's see. Denny Thorne says new sub vulnerable and scared. <laughs> <laughs> I love vulnerable that. I and love scared. That, I love that so much. And Morris. Well, by the way, uh, Denny Thorne. Everybody, welcome Denny Thorne yeah, can, to the can, program. Can everybody say hi, Denny. We're just going to call you Denny. Yeah, that, your new that, name should be Denny yeah, Crane. We're just calling you Denny, bro. From the, You guys remember the show The Practice? Denny Crane? You probably know. Uh, welcome Denny Thorne to the show, everybody. Correa gets a 13-year deal with San Francisco, and Morris says. Yeah, great. We and get, this we cat, to bring in, you know, a This bunch cat of who went to bed at 6 o'clock last That's night. joke. Um, I'm, like, trying to text with him about it. He doesn't answer me this morning. Bro. He gets in the studio. It's like, what? What? Oh, my God. Bro, we were texting until 9.43 last night. <laughs> we were. Jeff Johnson says, Jake, I'm holding you to that baseball Dude, talk segment. please, please. I need more of a contingent of listeners to say they want baseball talk. We need that. I need that. Uh, San Diego State says, I like Denny Crane. Yeah. Denny Crane. Denny. Jake doesn't even know what that show is. He doesn't even know what that show is. San Diego State says, and Jake, the A's are even less of an MLB organization. That wrong. is correct. Don't wrong. tell me. Dude, San Diego State, do not tell me. Do not tell me you are an A's fan. How can you be an A's fan? Do not know. When you're no. a San Diego State Aztec fan. No. How are you not rolling deep with the Padres? Yeah, the answer is no. The answer, in fact, is hell no. You cannot be an A's fan. Uh, you can't. You just can't. 
Look at all uh, the people saying hi to Denny. Yeah, Denny's getting a lot of hellos. Denny's getting a lot of hellos. Yeah, see, welcome you to the show, You see Regent Gumby says, uh, hey, Denny. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, does Jake know who... Oh, if you don't know who Ricky yes, Henderson is. Who's dude, Ricky Henderson? all-time stolen base leader, A's legend. Come on, What's guys. he known for? What position did he hit? What position did he hit? Yeah, where in the lineup did lead he off? hit? Lead off. <laughs> lead off? He's got the most leadoff home runs ever. The thing that I like about Ricky Henderson is him and I were talking about his drip. He was in Oakland at the Coliseum and we're standing there talking about his drip. And he's like, it's not drip when it's natural. Like he had that voice, like you just talking. And he was like, it's, it, it's not drip if it's natural. I think we were talking, we were using the word swag. Yeah. It's not swag if it's natural. Right. <laughs> Ricky is so awesome. I love that guy. I just love that guy. He is, he, I mean, the, he, he is amazing. I truly, Ricky Henderson is one of my favorite players ever. Yeah. Ever. Okay, a couple more and then we got to move on. Uh, Salty Drunk says, Jake, bring back the Wild Things glasses for the new baseball section. Brought to you by Tanner Soaking Sessions. There you go. There you go. Yeah, did you guys hear that Tanner Plummer opened a new business? Did he? Yeah, a, a soaking salon. Oh my um, God, just like that. Maybe we can get Caleb Williams to go to that. Maybe. Uh, Jared Eccles says, Denny, your life will never quite be the same again. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Guy. That's amazing. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Troy says, I'm hitting you all up on Facebook to subscribe. You are really good at what you do with great twists of funny and truth. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Troy. Appreciate you very Thank much. You. Uh, a couple of things I want to run through this morning on the biggest stories in sports, as always, presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. So again, we went through yesterday. You know it's yes. snowing. You got to go through. It's easy. You're there like five minutes. Yeah. It's it's it's. I don't know how they do it, but there's a line and you're – it's five minutes. I have no idea how we they do rolled it. up yesterday, and I was like, "Dude, like, I they, this is going to be a test, dude. Like, I don't, I they, like." And we were there like seven minutes and twenty seconds. It was super, super efficient. Yeah. Um, what is the biggest story in sports today? Because I think I could make the argument: the UCLA Board of Regents, who are going to, or the UC Board of Regents, are going to meet about UCLA at ten a.m. Pacific 11 Mountain Time. Right. And that's really their only book of business today. I think that's a huge story because what if it does what it does to the Pac-12 and the Big 12? Yep. And the and the Big 10 by the way. I think that's a huge story. Yep. Um I love the Jazz the Jazz winning. I think that's a huge story. But I also think this BYU quarterback situation is a huge story. Yeah. I I think so Keaton Slovis from Pitt before that USC and Drew Pine from Notre Dame are right. both in the portal. They both visit BYU. Right. I don't think either one of them is coming to BYU. But here's my question. Is that an upgrade if you're BYU or those two quarterbacks you want? And the answer is no. Keaton Slovis got beat out at USC so he transferred. Who did he get beat out at USC by? Jackson Dart. Local kid, Jackson Dart. Beat him out. Jackson leaves, goes to Ole Miss. Keaton Slovis, where, by the way, Jackson Dart's a starting quarterback at Ole Miss for lane train. Yeah. Keaton Slovis goes to Pitt, gets beat out, and now he's transferring again. Yeah, that's the guy I want to go after. And then there's Drew Pine. So Drew Pine, and I said this on the show all season long about Notre Dame. Yeah, you did. I've said it all season long. Yep. Drew Pine is 
is an average quarterback. He is not going to kill you, but he's not going to win you games. Right. And so the coaching staff at Notre Dame told Drew Pine, hey, we're going to bring in a kid from the transfer portal. We're going to go back to our original starting quarterback, and you're going to have to compete for your job. Thanks. So what did Drew Pine say? Nah, I'm fine. I'm going to transfer. So you, you want a kid who doesn't want to compete for his job. And the immediate reaction on Twitter yesterday when I tweeted that was, what is Jacob Conover? Jacob Conover did the same thing. Here's the difference between Jacob Conover and Drew Pine. Jacob Conover never got a fair shot at BYU. Yeah. Never. Not for 15 minutes. Go back last year at Utah State, and they didn't even let him really try to throw passes. He gets in the game this year, 0 of 1, they don't call another pass play. Yep. He's never getting a shot here. There is something in the coaching staff where they did not buy in to Jacob Conover. Yep. They didn't, unfortunately, buy in to Jacob Conover. And I'd have transferred too. He was never going to get a shot to play here full time. He was never going to be the starting quarterback at BYU. Drew Pine was the starting quarterback at Notre Dame, and they said to him, hey, average quarterback, we're going to make you compete for your job again. He said, no, nah, respect. I don't want to do that. I'm going to go transfer. I'm going to quit. I don't want that kid on my team. I don't want that kid on my team. Sorry, man. And I understand why all these kids are transferring now instead of playing in bowl look games. At, look at quarter quarterback at Utah. This is the same thing. And what happens? And, and again, I ask you to go back over the history of college football. Find me the quarterback who transfers repeatedly or even transfers once and then all of a sudden becomes a home run hitter. There's one guy that comes to mind immediately, and that is Caleb Williams. But I think you got to go back to... But what was the difference, though? Well, that was with his coach. Right. So the difference is the context. The, the context of Caleb Williams transferring was, hey, I have this great setup with Lincoln Riley. We're a great t duo, tandem, whatever word you want to use. He just went and took the SC job. So let me get this right. So... I could go to, and I can make this case all day long, I could go to a school that arguably has a bigger national profile than the one I'm at yep. with the same head coach in the same system in Southern California where the weather's better. Why wouldn't I do that? And this all goes back to the Johnny Manziels of the world. It yeah. goes back to the Bakers. It goes back to the Kylers. Joe Burrow comes to mind because Joe transferred from Ohio State. He was never going to get a shot at Ohio State. So he, and again, I have no problem with that. If you're in a situation where you have no chance to play, okay, go transfer. Bo Nix? Bo Nix, I think Bo Nix is Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is, everybody keeps saying, oh, Bo Nix is going to the NFL. He's not going to the NFL. Are you really telling me Bo Nix thinks he's going to make more money in the oh, NFL? Look at his transfer situation. He's right? not transferring. Like, no, 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 no. I mean, transferring from Auburn. But there Oregon. is some thought that he may transfer. Oh. And I just don't understand why he would either transfer or go to the why NFL. You? You're you're you are a a arguably a top five quarterback in a passing league in the Pac-12. You're not. Why would you leave? All of this to say, we, and we can go back and have this conversation about transfers or not or whatever. We could talk Jake Heaps all day, right? My question is, a, why does BYU want Drew Pine? Somebody help me understand that. And I guess my question is, is the bar high enough at BYU? 
because I'm tired of talking about coulda, shoulda, woulda. All that crap is gone. You're in the Big 12 now. You're in the Big 12 now, but you don't act like Texas. You don't act like Oklahoma. You don't act like TCU. You don't act like Baylor. You don't act like Arizona State. By the way, anybody see where Barrington transferred to? Grime time at Baylor, right? You don't act like a big program. Well, you act like a program that's like, well, we got the honor code in the church. You know, better go settle for crappy Drew Pine because he's crappy Drew Pine. Yeah. He's not going to be a prolific passer. Jaron Hall all day. And I'm asking you, point blank as a BYU fan, point blank as a college football fan, what are you doing? Why is Drew Pine somebody that excites you? Because Drew Pine's not even in the same discussion as Jaron Hall. And the minimum bar should be should be Jaron Hall or better, equal or better than Jaron Hall. Because if Jaron's not coming back next year and you're going into the Big 12, do you really think Drew Pine's going to throw you to victory? Um, Does anybody really believe that? Because um, I'm telling you it's not going to happen. When has he ever done that? He, you, he, Keaton Slovis. Oh, everybody on Twitter yesterday, but look at his numbers. You know what the problem with Keaton Slovis is? What does he do in crunch time? He throws interceptions. Yeah. He's not mobile enough. Why did Jackson Dart beat Keaton Slovis out at USC? And most of you probably don't even know this, but I'll tell you. Because Keaton Slovis isn't exciting. Keaton Slovis isn't a guy who wears one eye patch, throws left-handed, and runs like the wind, but yet has a, a BB gun for an arm. And think about how he lost his job, right? He gets hurt because he's not mobile enough. Jackson Dart comes in, takes hit, hit after hit, playing on one leg, still making all the throws, still making all the plays, still leading you to victory. Uh, and, I, and I believe he came in against Stanford, if memory serves. Maybe it was Washington State. Comes in. Leads him to victory. No problem. Right? And and that's my problem. You have a guy in Jaron Hall right now who you don't know if he's coming back or not, but you know he's a dynamic talent that has some health issues, but overall, pretty damn good career at BYU. And now you're going to downgrade to Drew Pine. And the issue really is, like, I think Joe Burrow is the perfect example of this. Yeah. If you're going to transfer, you better go be a home run hitter. Yep. Joe Burrow was. Kyler Murray was. Uh, Bo Nix, frankly, this year was. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Well, and, and the thing is, Caleb's got another year of eligibility before he can go to the NFL, right? He just won the Heisman Trophy. KJ Jefferson even had a decent year. You better go be a home run hitter. You, you just better. Because most of the kids that transfer are not Caleb Williams. Most of the kids that transfer are not Troy Aikman. Most of the kids that transfer are not this prolific passer of a quarterback. They're more Jake Heaps Far more Jake Heaps than they are Caleb Williams. And Drew Pine has Jake Heaps written all over him. Mm -hmm. You're going to go and you're going to be quitter quarterback at Utah who lost his job at Liberty. That's who you're going to be. That's it. Look at Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a great example. Jalen Hurts lost his job at Alabama. Roll, Tad. So look what he did at, at Oklahoma and now look what he's turned into at Philadelphia. That's why you transfer, right? You don't transfer because they're asking you to compete for your job. Because frankly, in college football, you're competing for your job every day. Ask Jaron Hall. Did Jaron Hall transfer when when he got beat by Zachy Poo? He didn't transfer. What did he do? He stood, he fought, he grew, and he developed. And now he's an NFL prospect. It's so frustrating. It, It is. 
Exactly. Bro Juro. Yes. Bro Juro. Bro Juro transferred. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, Arlington Bears says Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Bo Nix went from Auburn to Oregon and lit this conference on fire. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I don't know. I, like, I, I, and maybe this is, it's probably a waste of time. All uh, my whole point in this is, you guys, if you're a BYU football fan, hold the bar higher. Yeah. Hold, like, but like that's act, a Kalani thing, right? That's a Kalani thing. It's a Utah thing. It's a Utah thing. We talk about this all the time. To be clear, state of Utah. State thing, of Utah. Not Utah football. You have to act like you are the baddest MFR on the planet. And BYU, too often times, does not. Okay. And, and this is a Kalani thing. Hey, let's be nice to Wyoming, guys. Let's not run Idaho State out of the building. Let's not embarrass these. But, coach, he slapped me in the face. It's fine. God bless. It's fine. It's not fine. You're in the Big 12 now. Act like it. Have a much higher bar. You have a huge fan base. You have a big following on television. Act like it. Act like it. Frankly, if you don't go into the Big 12 believing you're the best team in the Big 12, you probably shouldn't be there. How long have I started having second How thoughts. long has BYU been going in the Austin American Statesman begging for entry into the Big 12? Now you're there and Drew Pines your answer in the transfer portal? And by the way, transfer portal your ass off on defense. Let's not worry about the quarterback until... And they know if Jaron's coming back or not. And yeah. my guess is Jaron's coming back. I heard a number the other day. He made $135,000 last year in NIL. That a boy. From a pretty good source. If Jaron's making $135,000 and you're coming off of another injury plague, especially second half, are you really going to the NFL right now? I'm thinking you're probably not. I think you're probably not. Big Dog O-Town, good morning to you, sir. Excuse my ignorance. Do you have to be of the faith as a player to play at the Watt? No. No, no. You don't. You don't. At all. Uh, Connor Johnson says, Grayson McCall is the, is the... Yeah, he's fantastic. I would love him. Like, And, and I talked about this on Twitter yesterday. Um, there, are, there are guys that I'd love to have in the transfer portal. And I and I think there I think there's a couple. Uh-huh. I think there's a couple that make a lot of sense to me. And I think um Spencer Sanders and Grayson McCall are my top two quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Right. It's not even close. I mean, I think Spencer but Sanders. Like, does BYU from, have any chance at those guys? Think about it. I don't know, but again, did did the Jazz call on Kevin Durant? No, but I'm be, but I'm being serious. Like, like I agree, they should they should have those guys come through, and like they should call those guys and pursue those guys, and have you know you should definitely do that. But I I often wonder if if Kalani and company. And look, I know you know Jay Hill, you know K-pop. Like I know we got some new voices here, right? New blood in the room. But but I wonder, you know it. Do the do the new voices in the rooms reset the bar? Like, do they have mm. the ability to kind of say, "Hey, like it hasn't been good enough, right?" That's I hope why so. We're here, and and that's what I wonder because again, I I in I feel like an a hole, but I feel like I'm constantly saying, "Hey, great, you did this, but now what with BYU?" Like, "Hey, great, like you hired these guys." Now who's going to go and get the prolific quarterback or That's right. or the or like in Jay Hill's case the prolific defensive ends to stop the run in the Big 12 like like where where is all this talent going to come from that you've that you've talked about I mean Jay Hill straight up said on BYU TV the other day or whatever BYU. like hey yeah you got to have like we're going to have three down sometime and four down sometime but we got to have the athletes to do that 
Yes. Okay, great. It's time to go and find those athletes, whether it's defensive line or quarterback or wherever. Yeah. I think expect I think perception is a problem at BYU. I don't believe that the garden variety BYU fan player, athletic administrator, you know, I don't think anybody at BYU views them as one of the best football programs in the country, and it's a real shame. Yeah. I just don't get that as a damn a, good marketing team. Not on the field though. Right, and not as good as the marketing team at Barbecue Pit Stop, though. Right. Uh, BBQPitStop.com. It is your gift-buying headquarters for your dad, your brother, your son, your friend, your mom, your sister, whoever. Barbecue Pit Stop's got the perfect gift for you this Christmas season, and I'm telling you, again, you're buying into the human beings at Barbecue Pit Stop. I love that they have a chat feature on their website. I love that they have an e-commerce store that you can shop at on their website. I love that you can order your Traeger online, go to the store, pick it up, done. Super easy. They'll load it into your car for you. The level of service you get at Barbecue Pit Stop and the continuing service you get at Barbecue Pit Stop is second to none. And again, I would just like to say we had the uh, wings on the Traeger smoker the other day. Yeah. Ironwood 885, best in the business. Even though it's the Timberline series, you know. But anyway, uh, the Ironwood 885 cranked out some, some wings. With Asado seasoning. Last night about 6 o'clock, I had about five of those leftover wings. Dude, that Asado seasoning on day two is, is unbelievable. You put that thing, I put it in my little like uh, air fryer to heat them up. Because I don't, I don't, we talked about the microwave a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I can't microwave wings. No, nah, I had, I heated them especially. up in the, in the air fryer. Unbelievable. Unbelievably good. Get your Asado seasoning at bbqpitstop.com or go to any of their five Utah locations uh, from Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and Murray. Uh, just great guys to do business with. And they have these seasoning sets. It's a box with two bottles of seasoning with rubs, spices, you name it. They've got it. They make great stocking stuffers. Put a bottle of Asado seasoning in your best friend's stocking. I mean, at Christmas time. Don't like... Anyway... That's an HR violation. But my point is, take the Asado seasoning, um, give it to your friends, give it to your brother, put it in a stocking. They have all kinds of great stocking stuffers, all kinds of gifts at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Chat with them online. But as always, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's uh, get some of your comments in here. Uh, San Diego State said, Monty, nailed the transition to the promo. Atta Thank boy. you. Thank Atta you. boy. Uh, Lopes Fan Gabe says, 78 likes already. I'm impressed, casuals. That's what Keep I'm it saying. going. Like, we're on a good roll here. Hell yeah. Let's go. Oh, bots in the chat. Oh, bots, but they're being hidden. Are they're they? being hidden. Yes. Atta, wow. YouTube is hiding them. Hell yeah. YouTube is hiding them. Let's go and report. Now, if you're new to the show, because again, I see all the new people in the show today. Um, we do not hide listener comments, good, bad, or otherwise. We do report uh, the adult content bots. The adult content. That tend to show up on this show occasionally. <laughs> but yeah, 82 <laughs> likes. Let's go. Man, 82 only, likes. We ain't even 730 yet. Let's roll. 82. Let's go. 82 likes. Uh, Connor Johnson says, Utah's been the best team in the pack for the last five years. Pac-10 will be interesting. I, You know what? I, I think the question about the Pac-12 is, what happens when USC and UCLA leave? Because again, today, for those of you who don't know, the UC Board of Regents, um, basically the governing body of education in California, and they oversee all of the UC schools. Yeah. UCLA, UC Berkeley, you, you know, um, all the University of California schools. They're going to meet, the Board of Regents today are going to meet 
to decide the fate of UCLA's move to the Big Ten. Yeah. Now, my feeling is, and I'm here to tell you, my feeling is, is that you are going to have UCLA join the Big Ten. I don't think it makes any sense at all to have UCLA stay in the in the Pac-10 because I think, and I know George Klyovkov is not the most intelligent commissioner. In fact, I can promise <coughs> you that. But my guess is on some level, he has to have some level of fear about what happens if UCLA stays. Yeah. Because I look at like Oregon State, Washington State, Oregon, Washington, the Pacific Northwest is absolutely valuable. Beyond the fact that there's a huge television market up there, beyond the fact that there's a lot of, of donor sponsor, you know, booster money there. Yeah. Those are really solid programs. I think, you know, if you look at the renovation that's going on at Reeser, we talked about this with the Oregon game. You look at the renovation that's going on at Reeser and you look at the fact that Reeser Stadium or Oregon State plays in Corvallis, half empty for the Oregon game and as loud as you want it to be. It was an unbelievable atmosphere and Oregon absolutely collapsed under the pressure at Oregon State. My point is, Oregon State's a, a force to be reckoned with if they continue that, that slow climb that we've seen. Pullman, Washington, absolutely a home field advantage. How many USC teams there have gone there to die, right? Mm-hmm. There's value in those programs. And you can't tell me that Kevin Warren in the Big Ten doesn't know that. You can't tell me that, that George Klyovkov at the Pac-12 doesn't know that. You know that they know that. And I think that's what's on the line. If you force UCLA to stay in the Pac-12, I think you're forcing out Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, because the Big Ten's not just going to sit and have a gap in their rotation now. Gonzaga. Right? They're like, yeah. I, and, but it, you, you joke about that. I think Gonzaga is absolutely one of the programs that, that is, that is a, a true gem. Yeah. I will again say SMU, San Diego State, and Gonzaga are the three biggest prizes out there mm-hmm. right now today. And if I am the Pac-12 or if I am the Big 12, I am fighting my ass off to get Gonzaga basketball into my conference. Well, yeah, and I think if you're the Big 12, Gonzaga is the one. It's yeah. just they are the, the gem. And I think you know you have those other schools you were mentioning that are also very valuable, but I just think that – you know, everyone seems to forget that the Big 12 is a prolific basketball conference. It, you know, they're the best basketball conference in the nation, in my opinion. And I think that, that you know, staying on that branding is really important to that conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yes. and, and I think yes. when you talk about, you know, the Baylor Bears winning a national championship, what was that, two seasons ago? Like, you have... You have strong, strong success. Like oh, Oklahoma the Big 12 is the best like, basketball you know, conference so like, in the country. You have yeah. all this talent and all this ability in basketball in that conference. So to me, it's like, again, like I said yesterday on the show, this UCLA thing with the Board of Regents is very simple. They're going to make a decision. And I'm with you. I think they allow them to go to the Big Ten. I, I, I just don't know why you'd stand in the way. But let's just get crazy and say they keep them in the Pac-12. Okay, Man. great. Now all those Pacific Northwest schools are going to be looking at the Big Ten. And Gonzaga is going to be looking at the Big 12 because Gonzaga is a free agent, obviously. And they're looking for, you know, they're, they're, they're looking for that, that true legitimacy of their program, much like BYU was looking for that legitimacy and joining a conference. I yes. feel like Gonzaga is in that same spot where they're like, yeah, sure, we may, you know, may be in a conference now, but we need to get into a, a P5. So yep. to me, it's very straightforward. Yep, 801 West Valley says, rip pack. Rest in peace, bro. Do we really still think the pack is dead? Because I do. Yeah. I think if they stay or if they go, the pack is dead. Yeah. 
Uh, Connor Johnson says Prime coming to Colorado might have saved us. 801. I think Prime coming to Colorado makes Colorado a much more valuable commodity. And again, again, simply saying, anybody notice, anybody notice that the Pac-10, 12, your mom doesn't have a TV deal yet. Mm. And again, if you're new to the show, we've been reporting TV industry sources told us, I don't even know when, August at this point, I think, that Fox was out as a tier one um, option for the Pac-12. Yeah, Fox has told the Pac-12, hey, we're not interested in being your number one rights holder. And really that put the Pac-12 behind the eight ball because again, if you go back and rewind this a little bit, you know that Fox and ESPN all but colluded in their dealings with the, the Big 12, in their dealings with the Pac-12. The, the issue is Fox wants college basketball. They go to the Big 12, they get the majority of the bigger matchups in, in the best basketball conference in the country. ESPN gets the majority of the football. Hey, everybody's happy. Fox goes to the, to the Pac-12 and says, hey, we're not interested in being a tier one rights holder. So now you're down to ESPN and Amazon. Yeah. And ESPN had a philosophical shift, we were told, wherein they're not looking at Amazon as a competitor. They're looking at Amazon as an inevitable place that's going to be a home for college live sports. Absolutely. That shift is important because ESPN is not going to negotiate against Amazon. Yeah. They're not going to do it. And why is that? Because ESPN has ESPN Plus. In the app, ESPN Plus streams live sporting events all the time. And when you look at ESPN, ESPN TV, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, that's the package that you're selling into. That's where your rights are being granted to. The issue is that the Big, the, the big Ten kind of set the bar with their TV deal. Yeah. And now the Pac-12, who doesn't have the Big 12 to play off of anymore because, well, the Big 12 has a TV deal. The Pac-12 is kind of on this island where you have ESPN that's losing subscribers. You, you look at some of the numbers um, that, that came out yesterday. I believe it was the New York Times um, published an article that talked about the fact that according to Nielsen Media Research, uh, which is the way TV ratings are built through yeah. Nielsen, ESPN and ESTN, ESPN2, subscribers dropped 7% since January year over year, while ESPNU declined 12%. Right. The Fox Sports cable channels FS1 and FS2 lost 6% and 11% of their subs, and the Big Ten Network, owned by Fox, uh, the most widely distributed conference channel lost 9% of its subscribers. So what does that tell you? Fox and ESPN are not just throwing money everywhere. Which brings me back to the question, if UCLA stays, is that a good thing? I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. Because if you're ESPN, are you paying for UCLA? Well, the problem is I don't believe that UCLA delivers you Los Angeles. Never. I don't believe it does. It's an SC town, bro. It is an SC town. That's exactly right. I would pay for an emerging market like, I don't know, San Diego, which is why I think San Diego State makes a lot of sense. If I'm ESPN+, Plus, I'm paying for Gonzaga to join. Right. Right now, they're a WCC. Are they a G5 or a P5? Or, that's a national championship basketball program. Gonzaga. And by the way, their secondary sports are fantastic as well. Gonzaga plays some really good baseball. Yeah. We've talked about that for weeks on the show, right? So that makes sense. I'm not paying for UCLA. Yeah. And I think ESPN has as much as said that. Well, and I think that the the real the true trouble is is that is that 
you know, once the ESPN shift in mindset happened on Amazon, that's when I I kind of got on board with the Pac-12s in real trouble here because yes. because you're 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 not able to to say, hey, the Big Ten's TV deal is seventy million a year per school, so that means then inherently that we should be. 50 a year or like what you know there's not a there's not a great way for the pac 12 to be like okay you paid a dollar for this that then means that we're worth 50 cents or whatever you know like that that just doesn't exist but you know what this all comes back to this all comes back to larry scott and you know chris hill the old athletic director at utah looking down their nose at tds ah they're just that school the mormons down south their magic underwear and caffeine free coke yeah well, what if the Pac-12 had had BYU in the program? Yeah, what if the Pac-12 had the mindset that they weren't the greatest things in sliced bread and they needed to act a little humble? What if BYU was a member of the Pac-12 right now? How much more value is in the TV contract? Because I think it's significant. Because I think what BYU has shown and independence with ESPN as a partner is that they are valuable on multiple fronts. They are valuable in basketball. They are more valuable in football. You put BYU on TV, you're getting a million views. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Nighttime, daytime, doesn't matter. You're getting a million viewers. And you're getting big games. And now BYU is in the Big 12. But look at how well they've done against the Pac-12. Yeah. Now they're in the Big 12. And look at some of the matchups. Like a, a, a Baylor-BYU matchup is a good matchup. Oklahoma State-BYU is a good matchup. Yeah. And I, I think as well as they've competed against the bigger programs that have been on their schedule, yeah. they've had some duds. Absolutely. The Wisco, the at Notre Dame's, like, no doubt. But BYU now, with this, the, with where they are, I think is a real lesson to be learned by the Pac-12. You are not some great, amazing conference. Well, and I think the reliability for, you know, and this is what, what is so ball-breaking about the decision not to add BYU back in the day is, like, BYU is going to get you a mil, a milli every time. A million viewers every single time. They, and they, they bring a relationship with ESPN that's well intact. Yeah. And are you telling me if Utah and BYU were in the same conference that that doesn't bring more value, that that doesn't bring more viewers? Like, Well, that whole concept just, right there with the, with the meeting today, I think, is front and center. I mean, if you're Utah, you're sitting here saying, oh, man, like, they're going to decide one way or the other on Eucla, and then we're going to be left to kind of pick up the pieces as as the school that's kind of on an island in the state of Utah. If yeah. you think about it, like most of the Pac-12 is the West Coast. If you really want to get into nitty-gritty, like think about it. Yeah, the, I, the I don't Pac -12 know, The Pac-12 is a Pacific time zone conference outside of Colorado and Utah. So these two schools are sitting here at the behest of this decision and they're going to pay a price for not being more proactive about getting to the Big 12 or getting, frankly, I don't even care what conference, just getting to a place where, you know, Mark Harlan's not on, on Twitter saying, yeah, we're never leaving the Pac-12. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me that you would say that. Yeah, and, and what furthermore, what's crazy is that you're talking about a situation where you have a guy in, in, in Mark Harlan and you have a guy in... in like Chris Hill, the former athletic director at Utah, is amazing to me. Talking about how the fan base is huge in the Bay Area. So you're a Bay Area program then. So you don't have, and what did you just say there? Because we know, if anything, with the church as its foundation, BYU has a national fan base. Yeah. BYU, 
is it global and they all watch TV? Well, I got news for you. When you're out serving a mission, you're not watching TV. Yeah. You're not watching football games, right? Nationally, yes, BYU is a is a powerhouse on TV. And that's what is so funny to me about Chris Hill saying, oh, well, our fan base here at Utah, our alumni base is in the Bay Area. Yeah. Okay, great. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? If you go to the Big 12, are you telling me that you can't, you can't bring fans from the Bay Area to watch your games anymore because you're in the Big 12? Like, what, what sense does that make, Dr. Yeah. Chris Hill? It, it's the ineptitude of the brain trust that is at, at Utah's past. Yeah. And I like Mark Harlan. We'll see what happens. He claims they're never leaving the Pac-12. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, 513 Bearcat says, never say never. Exactly right. Right. Uh, Connor Johnson says, my guess would be 35-ish for PAC schools in the media deal. Man, if they got the $35 million, I think that would be a home run. It would. The question again, and I know I've asked this 20 times in the last couple of weeks, but does Amazon light your fire if you're the PAC-10? If you're a PAC-10 TV fan, if you're a USC fan, <laughs> yeah, I think you probably have no problem with Amazon. I don't think you have an issue with it, but I don't think you're like, oh my God, it's on Amazon. But does Man. it grow your, it, it does, does Amazon Prime video as your home for Pac-12 football, does that get you further reach? And I mean, actual eyeballs on the game, more reach than, than the lack of a direct TV deal in your current situation with the Pac-12 network. I think locally it does. I think that for Maybe. the campus, for the folks who live around the school, like your, your real diehards yeah i think it does because if you, you now you're on now you're on the phone so now they can they can get it when when utah you know was on pac-12 network yeah. previously but i don't think that you know buddy in new york city who grew up in utah and wants to watch the game like mm. i don't think that you know he she person is so excited about amazon that they're like, yes, finally the Pac-12 is on Amazon because what does it mean? And and, and I still maintain this is Amazon's biggest problem. Yeah. I don't want to watch the SEC on ESPN and then pick up my, not my DirecTV remote, right? The actual remote that came out of the box with my TV to flip to the Amazon Prime but, app. And then I have to not only flip to the app, I have to sign into the app. I have to click on the game. Then the game spools like it, it's it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I want to hit the previous button on my Directv exactly. remote, and I want to go from the Alabama, you know, whoever and, and game. I, and I know it's a small thing, right? But think about it. Like we joke on the show about eating wings all the time, or like eat like food's a big thing on our show. On Saturday, all I want to do is I want to eat a bunch of food, feel like a fat ass, and watch football. Is that too much to ask? And and as a Notre Dame fan, which I am, I don't want to have to flip from Notre Dame to Prime Video. It like it's not. I, I don't want to flip when my hands are covered in barbecue sauce, bro. No, it it, it, it it'll be interesting. How? And by the way, the one thing that I will say, and I would love to do it again today if you guys are up for it. How are you an Amazon member? Are you an Amazon Prime member? Do you have it? Because if you're if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get Prime Video. Yeah. And it was surprising a couple of weeks ago when we did it on the show how many people were not. Amazon Prime members. Like, how many of you have perfected the technique of eating, I'll use Cheetos as an example, having your hands covered in whatever food you're eating, Cheetos. 
but being able to use your pinky knuckle to hit the previous button to Damn get back right. to the other game. Right? Damn right. Like, like, we've all perfected that technique. And now, because if they sign Amazon <laughs> and they do this, and now we got to go to the Prime app and not DirecTV or whatever your cable situation, like, dude, like, stop making my life more difficult. Amazon, exactly. Amazon exactly. won't take over until I've got the NFL, college football, and I would say the NBA on one platform that is when you will get me to say okay cool thursday night football is on amazon i know i've got braun and jason tatum here in about a half hour tipping off cool we're good we're yeah. absolutely great we're golden all right uh brett terry says who's giving the pack 35 million per school well i think the only one that's going to do that is amazon uh, Greg Hale says, I want to move on from the Pac-12. I've been back and forth for a while, but I, after beating SC twice this year, makes me want to have those eight, uh, those epic fights with big teams. Uh, O&W, not enough if UCLA leaves. I agree. Oregon and Washington, yeah, not enough. I agree. And uh, I don't even know that they're going to be there if, if you, I keep saying if, it's most likely when UCLA leaves. Like, who the hell is even saying that they're still going to be in the conference? That's what I think I Georgie wonder- Poo doesn't understand. I do wonder if there's a domino effect no matter what the decision is today. It's almost inevitable. Yeah. Right? Jeremy says, Mark Harlan said Utah uh, won't leave the Pac-12, but he probably will leave the Pac-10. <laughs> See what he did there? Yeah. See what he did there? Uh, Jordan says, I like Amazon when I watch Utah football. I'm not flipping through channels. Well, but see, I'm a, I, am, I am not a Utah or BYU fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. So yeah. when Notre Dame's on, I'm going to flip back and forth to the Utah game or the BYU game. Or- but also it should be said, and I think this is a really important point, we on the show are connoisseurs of sport, right? Yes. Like like I, like I when I'm home, it is very rare that there's not sports on the TV. If yeah. there's not sports on the TV, I'm home for an odd reason, and it's like the middle of the day, like it's that type well, of thing. Well, me but- and Darkwing Duck, Mrs. Monty, yesterday, yeah. uh, we were um, – <laughs> My wife has a broken arm, so I call her Darkwing Duck. Uh, me and Darkwing Duck are watching TV, and we were watching Blackhawks Capitals, waiting for Ovi just to score his 800. Just Capitals. Thanks. Um, so we were watching that. I would, I would remind you, Taser got a goal last night. Thank you. Um, so we were watching that. We were watching a bunch of basketball, obviously the Jazz game, uh, but we were flipping back and forth. Like I, I mean, we were watching different sports things. Yeah. And looking at Instagram and looking at travel plans. And but that's because you don't have to put effort into thinking, okay, all right, let me, which of the 10 remotes am I going to have to use to get yeah. to Amazon this time, right? It's like, one remote. You're like, exa- I think that's it, your best point. That and being a fat ass eating wings. Yeah, I mean, that's dude, what life like, is about. Like, give me wings. Give me pizza. Give me Cheetos. Give me ranch. Yeah, like, see, give it to me. Luis Capazzo. Jake, that's a great Saturday. You know what? Right? You see right? Reach and Cumbie. Food is the third co-host of the Monty Thank Show. You. It is. Thank you. It is. Thank you. The Oreos are sitting outside waiting to hop in the guest chair today, yeah. right? Golden double stuffed. I'm proud of you yesterday, though. We were at the grocery store two days ago, and I'm like, hey, you want some Oreos? He goes, no. I was like, all right, thank you. You know. <laughs> that was that was very good of you. Uh, Connor says, doesn't everybody have Prime? No, they don't. But but what but not everyone but a couple hundred million people do and I'm not even I'm not joking yeah. like there are a couple hundred but, million people but who again, have it. I look at I look at the housewives who never watch who never watch football. Yep, they don't care about sports. My wife very little cares about sports. Right, she's not turn, she's not watching Amazon Prime Video for for the Pac-12. So how many people that are and this is the argument that I and I know that John Arand on the on the um, Sports Business Journal was talking about this as well. 
How many people of those hundreds of millions of subs care about sports? I'm going to guess a quarter of them because I have to believe there's a lot of people who are aged out of the demo. I have to believe there are a lot of women. There are a lot of men that don't care about it. Like I just, I think that there's a, there's also, by the way, one of the questions Amazon has not answered, how many dead clone accounts do you have for Amazon Prime? How many accounts are not being used? And my house is a good example of this. Up until I think three years ago, that's when we started using our Prime account religiously. How many dead? Well, what happened three years ago? The pandemic. How many dead Prime accounts are there? And by the way, it should also be pointed out, I think you made a great point about how few, how few people care about sports who have Prime accounts. This conversation has never been about the masses. I want to make sure we're oh, on the same Oh, no, page. it has not. This conversation, whether so let's start with student-athletes. This conversation about UCLA going to the Big Ten is about a small sliver of people on campus, right? This conversation, generally speaking, it, like in the national big picture of TV viewership, is about a small sliver of viewers. The problem is, is those viewers and those student-athletes generate massive amounts of money for everybody involved. So, That's right. So the question is, yes, how many Prime accounts are bots or how many Prime accounts are dead accounts, right? Like, how many Prime accounts are not actual human beings? Well, look, beings? how many people are Capazzo? I use Prime Video all the time. I don't have cable or satellite. Yeah, right? So, but but Compazzo, here's my question for you, bro. Do you do, like, Hulu or any of the other streaming? Netflix. Netflix, let's say. Like, like, and by the way, if Prime does roll out this whole sports thing, does that... Would you have a pallet for paying twenty bucks a month instead of fourteen ninety nine? Yeah. Oh, Brett Terry makes a great point. Amazon won't promote the conference either. The pack will become a real stepchild of college football. Well, they don't promote the NFL. But when you, by the way, I will say on Thursday nights when you pop on Amazon Prime, the first thing they offer you is NFL football. You don't have to think about it. You don't yeah. have to go hunting for it. Which, yeah. again, for the pack, I think is a major improvement. But again. Yep. Why does Thursday night football work? Because I, I think this is also another important point. Thursday night football on Amazon works really well because it's an event. People know it's one game, this day, this time, on this platform. I wonder what viewership will look like if they've got 10 football games on Amazon. I wonder mm -hmm. what that looks like. Eric and Raleigh says, uh, if an OTT service like Slinger YouTube TV can partner with Amazon to carry live sports, it would be over for ESPN and Fox. Well, the problem with that theory is... We've talked about this on the show, yeah. too. Amazon's not in business to partner with people. No. Amazon is exclusivity. They want you on their platform so you can click the product links that are on, on the screen. Yep. They want you on their platform so that you'll click their partner links that are on their screen. Yeah. What Amazon Sports does is it gets Oakley to sell snowboard goggles or ski goggles Thanks. on Amazon. Mm -hmm. What it does is it creates incestuous Nike, relationships. You tell me Nike's not doing ads during Thursday Night Football? or you And know, by like, the way, did you know that you can buy Nike clothing on Amazon? Did you know that like it's a, it is... It is synergy. So Amazon's never going to sell rights to their, they're never going to co-op rights with YouTube TV. That just flies against what's best for their platform. Yeah. So we've talked about that. Absolutely. Uh, Brett Terry said, I know they're the stepchild and you know it too, but if, if they sign with Amazon, everyone will know it. Yeah. Everyone knows about the Pac-12 network. The problem is DirecTV doesn't care. Yeah. And... I, I just think with all of the, the changing face of TV, and by the way, in the studio, we watch YouTube TV. 
We do not have satellite or cable. Yeah. Our TV provider is internet-based YouTube TV. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. Crispy. It's phenomenal. And if I can get the NBA League Pass, if I can get the NHL Center Ice, if I can get the – like, look at DirecTV. What's going to happen with Sunday Ticket? Great question. Where's Sunday Ticket going? Sunday Ticket going to Amazon? Is Sunday Ticket going to the NFL app? I don't know. Where's it going? There's a lot coming here. Uh, San Diego State says, I also have Sling TV with blue and orange sports packages. That reduces the cumbersome channel switching. <laughs> Huge point. At the cumber, that's the right word. It's I'm cumbersome, saying, dude. Like people don't want to have like ten remotes and change like fifty channels. Neville ninety three says football and tacos and Saturdays best Saturday think of and some Modellos. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like that's what we want. We want great food, whatever that food is. Beer, if you like beer, and sports on the tube. Yep. That's what we want. Absolutely. We don't want to be frustrated after we spent all week getting beat over the head by our boss and our nine to five. Right? Like, we don't want that. We want to be like, yeah, I don't have to think about work because I got bomb-ass tacos in front of me with, you know, two uh, football on the TV and a, a nice Modelo on the, on, the, on the coaster. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. So give it to me. Yeah, by the way, are you guys Modelo drinkers? Because there has been a, there has been a beer revolution. We were having a conversation yesterday. Beer in this town is broken. Right. Are you guys, what's your beer of choice? How many people drink Modelo? I'm a Modelo guy. I am, I am two things. Yeah, Modelo's sick, dude. I love it. Coors Light or Modelo. Yeah. And I'm usually a Modelo guy. So Neville bringing up food in Modelo. Modelo is just easy to drink. That's the thing. It, it tastes good. It it's is. easy to drink. That That's why I think it's so successful. And I think that, that you know, it, it, like it just, it just is. Like it's one of those things in life, I feel like, where you're like, yeah, cool. So I'm having food. Let's grab a Modelo and we're good to go. Like that's just what it is. Yep. Oh, interesting. Before football 50, brother. Brother. Says salutations, my fellow pal in the Monty show. Last hey time I do have cable since 10 years, but now I have Antenna plus Amazon Prime, but many people able to use Apple TV, uh, but it's a bunch of money. Okay. Okay. Uh, Neville says Modelo's Negra. Yeah, a lot of people like that. Love the dark Modelo. Yeah. Love the dark Modelo. Yeah. Tyler P says, stop drinking 10 years ago. Okay. It's Respect. all good. It's all good. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I, and I appreciate that. Bmar says, Golden Spike smacks. I know some Golden Spike drinkers. Uh, absolutely. Uh, San Diego State says, my beer, Mickey's and Coors Light. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm a, hey, I'm telling you, <laughs> if you have not tried Modelo Especial, dude, I'm telling you, you know. Look at Jeremy Bolton. Yeah, Jeremy Bolton says, Mountain Dew and Forex Gold. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Utah Home Loan says, Heineken. Ooh, so you're that guy. Nah. Hey, hey, man! You, uh, hey. what kind of beer you want? Yeah, I would like a Heineken. Do you, are, are you a soccer fan? Heineken's not bad. I'm not a huge Heineken guy. I, I, you have to be. Uh, Jeremy says, "Just kidding! I don't drink. Yeah. You don't drink. You're too busy training for Ironmans." Right. Twenty-six point two. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, you have to be in shape for football at fifty.
pre- presented by Papa that's Murphy's good work. Yeah, That's good work right there. You have to be in shape. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. We got to talk the National Football League. Don't ruin it. The National Football League. How about my guy, Todd McShay? Todd McShay, bitches. Um, I don't know. Uh, Todd McShay put out his mock draft. His mock draft. How about Todd McShay with Bryce Young going number one? Oh, my God. CJ Stroud is not going to go number one? <laughs> Look at you. Uh, CJ Stroud is going number four, according to Todd McShay, to the Detroit Lions. Uh, where are you at on the best quarterback in college football? Because I don't think there's any doubt it's Bryce Young. I mean, I think Bryce is a guy that I love the guy. I, I think when you look at, at what he's what he what Bryce Young delivers, poise, confidence, the ability to deliver the football. If I am not taking Jalen Carter number one, and I think everybody is on the fence about Jalen Carter, the D tackle at Georgia, yeah. who is an absolute stud. I, th- I think there. if you are the Houston Texans, you singularly have a quarterback problem. That is your absolute, definite, oh, number one to. need. Uh, they, and they were good when Deshaun was there. Well, but now they ain't got that anymore, yeah, then he Then he pulled the washcloth yeah. trick, and now he's in Cleveland. Yeah. I think Bryce Young's the best quarterback in this draft. Not close. But the shocker is that he has C.J. Stroud number four to Detroit. Are you kidding me that they're not taking Cam Rising number? I'm kidding. I'm being a jerk now. Um, are You're really taking, like, Will Levis, he has going six to the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, well, the Falcons have a quick By the way, there's a Modelo commercial on the TV. Um, I am going, yeah, boy, did you hear about Marcus Mariota? Off, dude. Marcus Mariota, for those of you who did not hear, walked out on the Atlanta Falcons when they told him he was no longer going to be the starting quarterback. He just up and quit. Why Walked is that out. okay? Man. Dude. Like, what are we doing that you're just getting up and walking out? I mean, if you told me that Tanner was going to replace me on the show, I'd walk out, but that's different. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, exactly right. Exactly. Exactly right. I don't know, man. I think it is really interesting that Marcus Mariota up and quit. Anyway. If you had to rate quarterbacks in this draft, who would you? Would, yeah, I mean, Bryce is, Young is Bryce Young? One. Yeah, but I, is is C.J. Stroud number two? I don't know, man. I, I I think that the problem is again the NFL doesn't have any reason to put Ohio State in the college football playoff, right? They don't have any reason to give C.J. Stroud more credit than they need to give him. But where did C.J. go? C.J. Stroud went to the Ohio State. Right. So he's going to get the benefit of the doubt, even though I don't. I don't think he 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 should. But I think when you when you look at some of these guys and you look at quarterbacks and you look at how all this stuff comes together, I, I'm just not. I don't know. Is Will Levis going to be some unbelievable? Um, you know, some unbelievable performer. I, I, Probably I, not. I think he's one of those guys. It depends the situation he falls into because he's not over the top good, but I think he's got the talent to be developed into something really good. You know what I mean? Like, so if you can land in a good yeah. situation, I think you can turn into something. But, but my real problem with the Lions and CJ Stroud is I wouldn't be drafting a quarterback this year. You I wouldn't be no, drafting a quarterback. No. I would draft offensive or defensive line if I'm the Lions. 
get good in the trenches. You have a guy in Jared Goff who is by far good enough to tide you for a couple of seasons. Like, he is. You, nobody's expecting you to win a Super Bowl, right? With all due respect to Dan Campbell and his goatee, nobody's expecting you to go and win a Super Bowl. That's not happening. The other one I thought was interesting on Todd McShay was at number 11 to the Carolina Panthers, Anthony Richardson. It's a very Carolina Panthers pick. Am I just, what is the, here everybody likes to say, oh, up in the night, buddy. Bud. Am I just up in the night on Anthony Richardson? Like, what is wrong with me? Maybe there's too much sticky icky in the air here at the Maverick Center from Snoop Dogg. I don't know. This is Kyler Murray. This is Justin Fields. This is all these guys who can run their ass off in college football and make plays. And, oh, my God, he's a highlight reel guy. He, this is the Zion Williamson of the NFL, right? Hey, you're going to put all these yeah. highlights together. But ultimately, you can't stand in the pocket and deliver the football. I think he, I think, in my opinion, Anthony Richardson is not NFL ready. He's not ready to play in the National Football League. I just way, don't. We're not talking about Caleb Williams because he's not eligible for the draft. Yeah, there's, I, everybody will say that. Uh, by the way, uh, Todd McShay at ESPN in his mock draft has Clark Phillips a third going 25th to Baltimore. Love that. Love that pick. So I, I don't know. As far as like NFL draft, not to belabor this point because you guys probably don't care, I, st I still maintain that. Jalen Carter from Georgia or Will Anderson from Alabama. Roll, who, by Tad. the way, Todd McShay is going third to my and we, the Chicago Bears. That'd be nice. Uh, I think Will Anderson or Jalen Carter are the two best talents in this draft. At quarterback, there's no doubt it's Bryce Young. There is no doubt in my mind uh, that it is Bryce Young. Football 50, 10 of the hour. Every hour is, as always, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's presents How to Change the Way You Pizza. Step one, grab a delicious Papa Murphy's Pizza. Step two, bake. Step three, chow down on the deliciousness. Order the limited time Hog Heaven Pizza today at papamurphys.com. Yep, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. 8 o'clock, The Monty Show, presented by The Advocates. Check them out online, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, cars, motorcycles, workman's comp. Are you fighting for Social Security for you or somebody in your family? Theadvocates.com. They do all kinds of work that you don't even think of. If you need an attorney or if you are questioning right now today, hey, you know, I slipped and fell on that sidewalk. It was broken and icy. Should I get a lawyer? Yes. The answer is yes. You need a lawyer. Don't trust your insurance company when you get in a car accident because they're not fighting for you. They're fighting for them. Make sure you get to theadvocates.com. No consultation fees, no big retainers, simply the best legal coverage in the business at theadvocates.com. Uh, a couple comments on the, uh, on the draft. Big Dog O-Town says, Cam Rising will shock some people just like my dude Tyler Huntley did he is a Drew Brees type. Well, the problem is Tyler Huntley's not shown the ability to be a number one. He's a fine number two. Yeah. And if in this world we're all up to be backup quarterbacks, hey, Chase Daniels makes a nice living, man. How Chase Dan do you think I am? Chase Daniels, a nice little quarterback in San Diego that never plays. Yeah. Cam Rising, I think, is a number two quarterback in the NFL. I look at guys like Bryce Young. Uh, and this is what I say about Jaron, and I know it pisses people off when we compare Jaron and Cam, but I'm telling you, Jaron is an NFL starter. He has got those tools. I'm not in on the fact that he can't stay healthy, though. 
Like, I'm not drafting an injury-plagued quarterback. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why Jaron needs to come back to BYU. He makes good cash in NIL. Come back, throw the football well against Big 12 defenses, and then go to the NFL. I, I, you can't keep getting hurt. Uh, San Diego State says Goff can easily throw three TDs on any given Sunday. Great movie, by the way. Derek Carr, not so much. Jared Goff yeah. or Derek Carr? Jared Goff. No, get the fuck. Get what? Jared Goff, dude. No. Put put so Derek is, Carr has on Derek, a better has team. Derek Carr been to the Super Bowl. No, he's on a, he's on the Raiders. Well, what so did you so, just say? So you're you're saying that you're like two hours ago, Derek Carr would 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 have done better in that Super Bowl appearance. If Derek Carr was on the Rams, he's a Super Bowl champion quarterback. Mm. He's on the Raiders, so he's I don't not buy that. He's not. I don't buy that. I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Well. I do. This is my opinion. Tyler P says if it's an Alabama QB, he'll disappoint in the NFL. Maybe, but I don't know. Uh, I would say that, I mean, they don't have a lot. I mean, Jalen Hurts is an Alabama quarterback. Yeah. He's done pretty well, but that's just me. And there's Brent Terry. Thank you, Brent. Jalen Hurts seems to be doing okay. Yeah. I mean, like, who would you, like, who's the great Ohio State quarterback? Who's the great, like, it's not good enough to be great in college. Mm -hmm. You have to be great in the you NFL. It's the plague skills. of USC. You have to have skills. Yeah, it's the plague of USC. And as much as we all hate Oregon here, the sex machine, Justin Haybear. I'm a man. That dude's a good quarterback, and he went yeah. to Oregon. Yeah. Right? Marcus Mariota, the quarter quarterback, went to Oregon, but he's got a career in the NFL. You know, like I, I look at I look at a guy like Dorian Thompson Robinson. Is he a true NFL prospect? Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. Yeah. Will he do the things that a Penix has done? Probably not. But is Penix an NFL quarterback? Hell yes, he is. Is he coming back to college? He is. You know, like you look at, I think you have to take, I think you have to take the system into account. A, you haven't had a great Utah quarterback in a while reach the NFL. Yeah. And I think some of that is, you know, the Travis Wilsons of the world or like you're, you're just not in a system that builds NFL quarterbacks, right? That's to me... That's an issue with Kyle Whittingham. And we've talked about that ad nauseum on the show that Witt doesn't, Witt doesn't prioritize the quarterback situation, in my opinion. Agreed. It's why you haven't had great contributors on, in the skill positions, wide receiver, running back, tight ends, <laughs> really pan out in the NFL because you don't have, you don't have an NFL pro-style offense or quarterback or dual-threat quarterback. Like, you just don't have that. Who's that offensive home run hitter yeah. from the U, right? Like they, they don't come around very often. They don't. And I think that's why if you look at Clark Phillips III this year's, Clark Phillips III, like he's, they're going to put multiple guys in the NFL. We watched Cody Barton in, in Seattle. Or, well, and I think like they wanted all these guys. to be that guy, though. Well, they, they wanted they thought, him to turn into that. But they never turn into that yeah. at Utah. Yeah. But you have Eric Rowe. Look at the career Eric Rowe's had in the NFL. Still I mean, hanging Britain, around with Miami. Britton Covey's the primary uh, punt kick returner, punt returner for Philly. I guess. Is that but a is great that, career? I mean, not yet. He's been in the league, what, two years? But yet, you, you, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying Britton Covey's some prolific wide receiver in the league. I'm not saying that. What, but what I am saying is that Witt finds a way to get guys jobs. Yeah. Connor Johnson says, uh, interesting take. Witt and QBs have long considered Smith to emulate Utah's program. He's also not prioritized QBs. Yeah. You know, but you look down the road at, at, at BYU, you got Zachy Poo, number two in the NFL draft. You've got a guy like Tyler Algier in Atlanta. Like, I mean, KVN, KV, you know, Brigham, 
Uh, you, you have Danny Sorensen. Like you, I mean, you have Jamal Williams, Fred like Fred Warner. Like you have guys. Now, the, the, the interesting thing is BYU under Kalani has put far more guys in the NFL than I think we were used to even with Bronco. Like it wasn't a, an assumption. Like BYU, you don't go play football for Bronco at BYU to go to the NFL. Yeah. Well, I think that changed a little bit at the end, but now you get into Kalani and you're starting to see more and more guys getting looked at. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of that's the ESPN deal, by the way, because you get a lot more eyes, but. How many likes do we have? How are we looking? I uh, haven't checked it lately. We are at 100 on hey, the dot. Let's go. Let's go. Over 1,000 and well we have done. 100 likes. Hey, there's 152 people watching the show right now. Hook it up. Let's go. Hit the like button. Let's get after it on the show. Uh, trying to get to, let's get you an update on where we are, where we are with the subs. We appreciate everybody that subscribes to the show, trying to get to 9,000 by the end of the year, which essentially is the end of next week. Cause by the way, we're working this week and next week. And then we are off. Uh, we leave a week from Friday, right after the show, we're jetting out. Yeah. So we're off that following week. We'll be doing YouTube shorts and Insta content as well. Uh, 8477. Okay. Now. Okay. 8477. So, I mean, if we can break 8500 today, that would be Yeah, if we break 8500, we have a real I mean, shot. We do have a real shot. So, yeah, we really appreciate all you guys that uh like and and uh subscribe to the show. It really helps the show grow. So, if 148 of you here, if everybody who hasn't hits the like button, we appreciate that. Uh let's get a couple more comments on um Let's see. Most of the guys, Jeremy Bolton says, most of the guys in the NFL for BYU played for Bronco. Um, Taysom, Fred, uh, KVN, uh, Dan Smith, Sorensen, exactly. Uh, Swag Daddy, Michael Davis. Yeah, but I think I think you're getting more and more and more. You never had a Bronco quarterback go number two, right? You never had, like, it would have been nice if a guy like a Mitch Matthews had stuck or, you know, like pick the guy. I think you're I think you're seeing more and more BYU guys get to the NFL. And that's why I said at the end of Broncos time, he started putting more and more guys in. Yeah. The funny thing is, I think you're starting to see a lot more Utah and BYU products put rings on their fingers in the NFL. So I mean there are there are a lot of those guys. Yeah. So and I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, like I, I, I don't disagree with you at all. If giving the chance at slot receiver Covey could make some noise. Boy, I think he's just too undersized. I, I mean, it is. He's yeah, a, make some noise headed to concussion protocol. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Meyer says KVN. Yeah, Brigham. It was so good on Sunday night to hear him say Kyle Van Oy, Brigham. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And yes, I totally agree with you, Monty. I think more BYUs are getting, BYU guys are getting look. Yes. Uh, free, uh, Fred Warner needs a ring on that finger. Well, I don't know that you're going to get that with Purdy, a quarterback. We'll see. Uh Connor Johnson says, didn't Steve Young go to BYU? No, Stephen Young went to Utah. He went to Utah. Steve hey Young. Guys. Went, right? I mean, hey, guys. He went to Utah, right? What the fuck are you talking about? Yes, Steve Young went to BYU. I'm a jerk. And I, I, I freely admit that. Yes, he went to... Yeah. Uh, he went to BYU. I was just trying to be a jerk. It, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right, where do you want to go? We have a lot of interesting stories today. Um... I mean, I, we could I, talk about the fact that it's National Monkey Day. Not yet. But, not you know. yet. I think I'd rather talk NBA. And I think I'd rather talk about this Nikhil Alexander-Walker thing. Because I do think this is a big deal now. And, and for those of you who didn't see last night, um, Jazz beat New Orleans 121 to 100. 
Laurie Markkinen has a nice day. Back in the lineup from the illness, good game. But I maintain that Nikhil Alexander-Walker's 19 points in filling up the stat sheet really is making you take a much closer look over the last 10 days. Not only the 27-point performance, but I think over the last 10 games, and really since the Bulls game, where coach got into him on the floor and told him, it's not good enough. It's not effing good enough. It was an amazing moment to see in person. The way that that moment, I think, has really grown the confidence of NAW. Yeah. I think now you're seeing a guy that's playing free basketball, that's playing his style of basketball. So I, I, I guess my question is with what development you've seen, is he a guy that now you really, I think you have to give him 20, 25 minutes a game, every game, in and out, no matter the score. Mm. You have to let him blossom and grow. Yeah, well, and I think the starting point of Will Hardy's genius with NAW was that that he gave him some freedom. I, I, you know, I think with Quinn Snyder, um, NAW just didn't get a chance. But I think Will Hardy is, has, has really done a nice job. And maybe this is Will Hardy being able to relate to his guys more, a little bit more than Quinn could. I don't know. But, but it just feels like, you know, NAW has this freedom out on the floor to really play his game, which is work hard guy, um, opportunistic shooter, I would say. Not a volume shooter, but opportunistic shooter when, the, when, when he finds the right spot. Uh, and work hard defensively guy. There's a lot of times last night where he was picking up the New Orleans ball handler at the hash, which I thought was brilliant. I, I love to see that. So, so to me, you know, points of development right now for, for NAW, the, the, the main one... Um, amongst all of them, is not turning the ball over. That's the one last night where I was just like, damn, dude, like you didn't need to do what you just did, and it resulted in a turnover. Like There are so many times where where I feel like because NAW is a hardworking guy, he's high energy, trying to push the pace a lot, he runs into some awkward situations, and that's where I would hope that a Mike Conley, let's say, would be able to get to him and say, hey, like, I love the way you play the game, love your work ethic, love the pace you play with, but sometimes, situationally speaking, what's presented to you suggests that you should slow, just slow it down a little bit. Like, maybe instead of being at 100 miles an hour, we're at 90 miles an hour and we make the right play. So still playing fast, but we don't turn it over, we make that right pass. And that's harder to develop than, than just looking at tape and being like, oh, yeah, I should pass totally. it here next time. Totally. Like, it's an instinctual thing. It's a it's an experience thing. But my point is that developmentally speaking, I think Will Hardy has just said, hey, look, we're going to cut you loose on the floor. We want you to go and play, and we want to see what you can do. And so that's why you're seeing the guys jump shot evolve. That's why you're seeing you know the defense go up. I also think, though, that's why you're seeing the turnover numbers go up. So that, it's just a process. But I do think that NAW could be on on a conference contending team i have no doubt about that assuming that the arc you know stays consistent and stays you know where it's at yeah i think it's a very interesting question and i think it it i because i can now see the top end with naw i mean that if that shot continues to evolve and grow and get consistent it's no different than what we saw with donovan mitchell extending that three-point shot first becoming consistent then extending the range now being a mid-range killer right like he is got a great body type. He's got good size. He's got a good skill set. Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a guy that I would expect you to look at more closely, and I'd be surprised if the Jazz were in any kind of hurry to include him in a trade. Yeah. Now, having said that, 
I think you got another really nice performance. 21 points out of Malik Beasley last night. It, you know, you're a day away now. Tomorrow is the the deadline expiring on contracts that were signed over the summer. Those guys can now be traded. And I think you should expect to see a very busy new year into January uh, trade dealing period in the NBA because there's so many teams right now that are in the business of improving their roster. That includes Thanks. the Chicago Bulls, the LA Lakers. And again, you know, it's interesting talking to an NBA guy yesterday afternoon. We were talking about um, you know, the, the Lakers and the Jazz relationship, we reported first on this show over the summer that the Jazz and the Lakers had really serious conversations about Boyan Bogdanovich, and the, the Lakers simply were not willing to include two first-round picks to get Boyan Bogdanovich. Bojan. And that the Lakers tried to change the package, include different players, include different salary compensation, and they just could not come together with the Jazz on a trade for Boyan Bogdanovich. And then, obviously, the odd thing was... The Jazz turn around and flip Bogey for nothing, essentially. You flipped him for Kelly Olynyk and, and salary on a guy who's no longer on your team, right? So now we find out that the Lakers are hot to trot on Boyan Bogdanovich, and they are offering a first-round pick, a single first-round pick. Detroit wants it to be unprotected. Is that a deal the Lakers should make for a guy that's not young but is still very productive, especially from three? And Boyan Bogdanovich, if I'm the Lakers, I'm probably not hanging on to those first-round picks. Mm -hmm. I'm probably trying to trade one of those unprotected to get Boyan Bogdanovich, and I am probably trading Anthony Davis. When is Anthony Davis going to have higher value than he does right now if you're the L.A. Lakers? And, Jake, I, I don't think there's a time where we've seen Anthony Davis play at this level for the Lakers in the past. I think this is as well as he has ever played for them. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I, and I think if I'm the Lakers, I'm I'm doing bogey, you know, for a pick. And yeah, sure, it can be unprotected. I'm fine with that. But I'm aggressively looking to trade Anthony Davis. Like, with all due respect to AD, I think the injuries have just been too much now. And I think, you know, you're 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 in a wave where where he's healthy and he's playing well. And unfortunately, the business of basketball is typically not what you're doing for me now, but what can you, what, you know, what does it look like, you know, 20 games from now? And I think that question is 100%. I don't know what it looks like 20 games from now for Anthony Davis. I don't know if dude's going to be suiting up or if he's going to be on the bench in his Gucci stuff, you know, like, I don't know. But my point is, is that you could trade him and get a lot of value back. So let's not sweat the unconditioned or the unprotected pick, right? Let's go out yeah. and get Bogey, give Braun a shooter to work with, and then let's go and get unprotected picks as part of the Anthony Davis deal to replace what we what we spent to get Bogdanovich. So ultimately, you find yourself maybe not in the same exact position, but in a similar position, except you've just added Bogdanovich, and now LeBron leads your team. Like, I just don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy to think about what the Lakers are not doing. And that is setting themselves up to win a championship next year. Because that's really where if I'm the Lakers, that if I'm if I'm Jeannie Buss and Rob Polinka, that's where my mindset is. I'm trying to win a championship next year. We're not going to win a championship this year. Win a championship next year. Yeah. And I, I think if if you are if you are the Chicago Bulls, why are you not out to get Anthony Davis right now? Like it, that is a trade that in the summer I think could very well happen. If you're the Chicago Bulls, you have to move on from Vucevic. You have to move on 
from this mediocrity because you've got a huge investment now in Zach Levine's broken knee <laughs> and you have a guy in DeMar DeRozan that's playing career best basketball. Like, I think the Chicago Bulls are one of the most intriguing trade dance partners in the NBA this, this season. Yeah. I'm curious who they're married to on that roster and who they're not. I'm curious just how willing Golden State is to trade James, James Wiseman this window and how willing they're not. I'm curious, you know, like you you look at their situation. They got blown out on the road again last night. And Draymond Green claims that a fan threatened his life. That fan was kicked out of the arena. Like, <laughs> how soon can the Golden State Warriors move on from Draymond? And is it a priority for them? Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a real question. Um, I, I look at teams that should be open for business. I know for a fact that the, the Knicks are working very hard to acquire talent. I know that Washington is working very hard to trade Kyle Kuzma. We'll talk about a team in the Knicks that's got some heartburn. Jesus. Oh, man. That Donovan trade, I'm telling you, the Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland trade could shape the NBA for the next two years because the Knicks, if they had made that trade, they would be making another to become championship well, quality. And to, and to not make the deal and then have Grimes be an absolute bust is just ball. Oh, it game, hurts. Dude. It absolutely hurts. There's the, I think you're exactly right about that. Brett Burnett, good morning to you. Uh, the new uh, NAW new jazz problem, like all NBA players, is they blossom when they play them. Then you have to pay them uh, a ton of money. It's a money problem. I, if if right now you're in fine position, yeah. you're you're in control of your cap. I wouldn't I wouldn't have what Jake just said heartburn. Yeah, uh, overpaying NAW. No, no, no. I, yeah, I just wouldn't. Um, you know, like I, I think it is. I think it's interesting to see. Um, you know exactly what happens. And I'm curious as as he gets more games under his belt, NAW, and that instinct starts to grow and he starts to hone that. Yeah. And his understanding of what the other team's trying to do and now his passing gets better and his vision gets better and his ability to make quick decisions gets better. Yeah. How high is his ceiling? Yeah. That's a question for me. He's probably not Don or Shea or... He, he, but there's no reason he can't be a second-tier guy. There's no reason he can't be a second-tier guy. Brother, at least the Jazz uh, fam, fan feeling better when they uh, win the game. But there is a there's a schedule. It's got to be tough between turnovers and lots of injuries going on. They need more work to do, and there's no celebration. Well, I mean, everybody's got the same schedule. Yeah. I mean, it's a grind in the NBA. Uh, big dog O-Town. Says, yes, NAW deserves more time. Trade JC for sure. Beasley, I know, has value on the trade market, but he has value to the Jazz as well. I am not being loyal to, to Malik Beasley. Love the guy. Yeah. Great teammate. But he's got tremendous value. He is one of the hottest commodities the Jazz have. Yeah. And I think I think you're absolutely going to see you, – you're absolutely going to see change. I think Beasley's going to be one of them. Uh, Brett Burnett says, Lakers want Boyan – but are worse than the cheap Knicks. Pistons keep uh, keeping Boyan as he's playing good for them. But it's a losing proposition. Cade Cunningham's out for the year now. Yeah, and Brent, can you get the nomenclature right? It's not cheap. It's poverty, please. Thank yeah, it's you. A, they're a poverty team. Yeah. Uh, playing good for them. Lakers front office is no good to work with. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, he says, uh, I hit the like button. Appreciate that. Where are we on likes now? Uh, well over 1,000 views today, 109 likes, 154 people currently watching the show. Um, let's go. 
Hook it up. <laughs> Give us a like button. A Alex, Alex's comment. You, you ain't got to call people out like that, bro. You ain't got to call people nah, out DJ like that. DJ and PK are legit. The Monty Show has more listeners than DJ and PK. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going down that road today. Uh, Bulls don't need to move on. Warriors need to move on from the luxury tax. The, the Bulls are a disaster. Yeah, the Billy Donovan contract the, is embarrassing. It, I think there's a chance that that's gonna, they're going to wind up buying him out because – Let's if if you right look now. at if you look at the Bulls salary cap, they're so yeah. upside down. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how you justify but they've made that bet. And the problem is Zach Levine doesn't stay healthy. Billy Donovan's rotations suck. DeMar's the only thing on that team that's reliable. Vucevic is in the final year of his deal at twenty two million dollars. Lonzo Ball's a huge problem. He's got sixty one <coughs> million left guaranteed. Um, he still has not played this year. The problem is their most tradable pieces are guys like Kobe White, uh, Alex Caruso, and and the problem is you're going to wind up trading a guy like Caruso because he's only making nine million. Yeah, and he's got what twenty eight million left. I mean, like they they're going to have to move on from Vucevic, but they're going to pay a price to do that. Yes, I mean the 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 and I know everybody in Chicago. We all love Z Zach Levine when he's healthy. This contract was a mistake. Yes, there there's no you cannot pay him. What did they pay Zach Levine in Chicago? We paid too him much. too too effing many. Uh, Thirty-seven million per year, <coughs> two hundred fifteen million left. Bro, what? Like, and he's making ten million more than Demar. Bro, what are you talking about? By man? the way, by the way, there's a lot of people thinking that the Bulls would trade Demar to Rosen. He's only got this year and next year left. Yeah. I mean, if the Lakers get Demar to Rosen, now you're cooking with gas. But you've got to have – they're three guys away. Like, the, the, they're three guys away. You, you look at teams in the – like, you look at the Dallas Mavericks. What are the Dallas Mavericks going to do? How are they going to backstop their lack of consistent defense and their lack of – their inability to stay healthy? Because Timmy's playing really good basketball right now. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr., shooting the lights out, but how long until that guy gets hurt? Yeah. And Luca punch your face, doesn't want to play defense. Yeah. And at some point, that comes back to get you. As we talk uh, NBA hoops, thanks to our friends at TridayTrading.com. I tell you every day how great Triday Trading is, but if you don't want to take my word, what about Alema Harrington? Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Triday Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. Thank you very much, Mr. Alema Harrington. We're best friends who have never met. Uh, Alema is amazing. And as he said, the best part about Triday Trading is you go through their program and there are guys across the country every day that are today, there are guys out there that are making $1,000 day trading today. And they all started by trading TridayTrading.com's money, not their own money. That's how good Triday Trading is at making you a prolific day trader. They let you trade their own money. And when you trade their money and make money, they give you 50% of the profit at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Kay Nuren says, Danny and Hardy know what they're doing. They're building a great team. I really like the direction of the Jazz. Yeah. I, I think it's hard to question anything that Danny's done. 
uh, in the last calendar year. Yeah, I mean, I think that, and again, you can't lose perspective. I mean, this year has gone swimmingly compared to what people thought it would be. Yep. Uh, My Monty fan says, Jerry Krause wouldn't have done that. Why would you bring up Jerry Krause's name? Dude. My Monty fan, it, it, you know. Who do you it, think you are? Why, like, why don't you just take a, a staple gun and, like, put one through my nut bag? I'll like, drop that motherfucker. That would be more enjoyable than hearing the name Jerry Krause. Like, you know that Jerry Krause is the devil. You know that, right? Like, you well, he's know dead. That... I mean, he's with the devil. Right. Yeah. It's a right, difference. Right. right, right. You know, uh, skinny dick Nick. Good morning to you, sir. Vucevic dropped off after the magic trade. Absolutely. He. Had, I'm not. Bust is a very heavy word. He has been a huge disappointment for for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Alex says the Monty Show. I read that one already. Jordan Brown says like button slammed. Appreciate that. Let's go. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Severe says sell players high. Malik and Jordan are at their highest value. Jazz did it with Rudy. Yeah, yes. absolutely right. Yes, absolutely right, Jeremy. I agree with you 100%. Uh, Red Heart Norvis, my guy, where you been, dude? The Bulls are in are in some way like the Jazz last year. Screwed. Oh, yes. no doubt about it. You're landlocked by the money that you've spent, and I think now you have to make some tough choices. And if I'm the Chicago Bulls, you're married now to – Zach Levine. Yes. If you are not in position to contend for the Eastern Conference at the end of this year, you have to consider wholesale changes at the deadline. All right, we're going to move on here. If we're in January and you're still struggling, and don't forget the, the trade deadline is early February this year. Yeah. If you are not in contention for the Eastern Conference in, in the middle of January, you got to make wholesale changes. Yeah. Because you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere, in my opinion. Uh, Brent says Bulls screwed Red Heart, uh, but so will the the Warriors. They spend so much money that it's ridiculous. But they have so yes. many revenue streams. So that, never mind their building, never mind their jersey sales, never mind the, the fact that you look at not just the deal with Chase. You look at the money that runs through that building. Like I mean, you got their their bro. Their money is it, the money is the least of the problems. Like Bob Myers doesn't have a contract right now. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, brother. As a Nick fan, uh, we feeling proud. We got four in a row, winning games behind rotation. But there's something going on between Cam and Tibbs. Cam's not playing right now. Uh, we got two injury, and Jalen Brunson is hurt. Um, that's always scary. Jalen Brunson being hurt. Uh, they need backup shooters, but not trade Cam in it. Cam Reddish is gone. Yeah. I mean, that that you you should just mark that down. Yeah. Cam Reddish is gone. Uh, Alex says, add a second show on the Monty Show channel. Huh. We've talked about that. Yep. We've talked about that. But, yeah, there's a lot of logistics around that. We have absolutely talked about that. Um, what kind you of know. show would you want? Yeah, Alex, what kind of show Sports do you want? Sports show, live show, food show. I mean, what are you looking for? What are you thinking? Uh, Lopes Fan Gabe says, at Alex, Tanner and Mrs. Monty's RSL show is coming in 2023. Well, Stay that's tuned. that's the big announcement. You know, you beat us to the punch there that, you know, we're, we're going to start talking about, uh, you know. Ray Salt Lake. And, and Tanner's going to host the show live from the train. So it'll be great, you know. <laughs> Dude, you're crazy. Make sure you go ahead and give us a like uh, on the channel. That really helps it grow. 117 today. Fantastic. Uh, really appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, okay. Tyler P., your snarky comments are appreciated. A BYU only show, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity says, any new show has to include Mrs. Monty. 
Yeah, we're working on it. She's had a tough run here. She had the, the, the cocoa for a while. Now she's got this shoulder broken. Um, although I think she's gotten really good news. She's probably not going to need surgery on that. She had a the uh, coronavirus. She had a CAT scan a yesterday. CAT scan. She's got a tubular fracture of her right shoulder, which is that dome on the outside of her right shoulder is broken. She's right on the line for surgery. So she got a CAT scan yesterday. We'll see what the doctor says about that. Uh, let's see. Please don't get compliant about RSL. Jesus Christ. He says, wow. Jesus Christ wants to save you from that, boy? No, I think he means that Jesus Christ plays for RSL. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. I don't know, though. I don't know. The biggest stories in sports on the Monty Show presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Um, don't forget today the UC uh, Board of Regents is going to meet to decide UCLA's fate. I think that's a huge story. Keaton Slovis and Drew Pine have both visited BYU as quarterbacks. That's a huge story. My quarterback. Jazz win last night against Fat Ass and the, I mean, Zion and the Pelicans. Fat. I'm still not impressed he dunks. Yeah, you know, everybody so can dunk. Huh? Jake says to me mm, last night, hey, um, mm, if I put mm. cellophane on my chair and a half, will it, will it keep it from staining? Like, bro, it's just Zion dunking a basketball, man. Yeah. Everybody you can know. You don't got to go there. <laughs> You're a huge Zion guy, though, and I just don't. I'm not a, no, I'm not a huge I don't Zion guy. I just respect yes, you, dudes' you athleticism, Stop bro. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm not a big Zion guy. I respect his athleticism. That's like saying that I don't like freaking donuts. <coughs> yeah, I do, and yes, you are. What hey, are there he is. Breakfast? Ruff's official says Dr. Wikipedia uh, and coattails in the morning. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Stay on Good brand, to see dude. Ruff's official. Uh, macho man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay, it looks like Danny will make a lot of trades then. Danny's going to make a lot of trades. A lot of trades. Jordan Brown says a show where you don't talk about TDS. Okay. Okay. You know. Um, Giggity says it's pronounced Jesus. Thank you. Um, Drozad says prayers for Mrs. Monty. Appreciate that. UC Board of Regents says fat. Fat. UC Regent Gumby rather says fat. Uh, why does Zion... Uh, why does Zion... Reaming me of one of he mon stars. You're going to have to fix that there, kiddo. Yeah, I mean, please don't do drugs so early in the morning. Uh, Brent says, people will avoid Danny. Why? Obviously, he just wants the moon every time. Well, he does make that tough. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, uh, are we getting Argentina, France, World Cup final bros? Morocco's a lock on defense. That's the thing that's so amazing about the Moroccans yeah. is that they've done a really good job defensively. I think they've only conceded once in the tournament. So, I don't know. I think this is a huge moment for Mbappe in France. I mean, he's I think he's the best player in the world right now. But you look at what, what Messi did. You look at the way Argentina played. Finally, they didn't give up a huge lead. Like it's, It almost feels like a moment of destiny for Argentina. Almost feels like a moment of destiny for Argentina. But not quite. We'll see. If France gets through, I think you got to take France, right? I think you got to take France. That And by the way, just so you guys know, getting through, that means if they win the game. Stop. I'm just trying to help my casuals. You're being a jerk. I'm just trying to help the casuals. Um, let's see. Connor Johnson says, talk or talk. That was unexpected. <laughs> okay. Ron Nolan says, biggest story. Messi has the opportunity to win his first World Cup, the GOAT. Messi or Ronaldo? I'm more of a Ronaldo guy, but... Mm. 
I'm more of a messy guy and I hate them both. Zion has a limited career outlook. When he gets in his 30s and loses his athleticism, he'll have nothing to fall Agreed. back on. Agreed. Agreed. Totally agree. All right, 835, can we uh, progress to the non-sports stories of the day? Yeah. Um, it is National Monkey Day. Right, right. And I'm a huge lover of monkeys. Okay. I, I, ha- I follow the monkey hashtag on Instagram. Why do you like monkeys so much? I don't know. You know, there was this one monkey. This guy had, uh, had a pet monkey, and he had an Instagram channel. It, George was the monkey's name. I yeah. And, like, I just fell in love with that monkey. Like, he was super cute. He was intelligent. Like, people would send them Amazon packages, and they would throw them all in this room, and the monkey would open them and play with the toys and eat the food. Like, it was just fun. It was a fun, lighthearted thing. And then they go, they take the monkey to get his teeth cleaned. And he died from the anesthesia. (laughs) What is wrong with you? You are such a jerk. So anyways, George dies. Like quite literally, this, this monkey dies under anesthesia. And I like cried over it. Dude I was emotional. The Cubs win in the World Series. Shut Dude up. Dude cries over a monkey. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> so this monkey dies and I cried over it. And I just, I don't know. Like I've become a fan of monkeys. Yeah. So it's National Monkey Day. Yeah. And so I always send Mrs. Monty and Jake, we have an Instagram group. Yeah. And I send them like videos of cute monkeys. And I'm like, all right, cool. I ordered it. They're going to show up. Monkey's going to show up in an Amazon box. Hope it makes the trip. <laughs> such a dick <laughs> wow um but we joke about it but i would have a pet monkey totally. i think maybe totally totally mrs monty's wholeheartedly against it yeah, so it, she's the same person that would have like pigs in the backyard or chickens or oh like, if i allowed her to have a chicken coop she would yes, just yes, be yes. an egg producing month mm. yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like she loves chickens but i would like a monkey what is so you know, Mr. Monkey Hater over here. I don't hate monkeys. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Um, he says to me, well, is that the most exotic animal you own? No. If I could own any exotic animal, it would probably be a, a, a lion. Like, I'm a huge fan of lions, cheetahs, jaguars. Lynx? Not a lynx. Lynx are not. Get the fuck. <laughs> With all due respect. Do people see what I deal with? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I would like a jaguar or a cheetah or a lion, these majestic cats. Well, hey, Skippy, what about what about a lynx, fat ass? You fucking donkey. Yeah, like, lynx would be really cool, dude. Hey, bro, we could put the lynx in the subie. Like, where do you get lynx? Oh, my God. Let, let me see. Lion, cheetah, jaguar. Hey, lynx. <laughs> Feed it Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. Jerk. Hey, guys. We're at JCW's yesterday. I get a marshmallow hey banana shake because that's what fat people do. He's like, oh, hey, can I get a cookie dough shake? Yeah, dude, let's go. Fat. Anyt- Again, Mr. Chicken Burrito. Hey, we're, we're, at, like. we're at Lowry's of Prime Rib. Hey, bro, do you guys serve uh, Do you guys serve Lynx burritos? Fat. Do you guys have chicken burritos? <laughs> we're at like the best steakhouse in the world. Hey, bro, I know this is the best steakhouse in the world. Yes, would you like Wagyu? No, but do you guys have chicken burritos? How about a chicken burrito? By the way, anytime there's ice cream or shakes, hey man, can I get a uh, cookie dough? 
jerk. I know what I like. <laughs> I want it. Anyway, what is the most exotic animal you'd like to have? Um, <laughs> I mean, around the house, a lynx. I love a lynx. <laughs> but I would do a monkey as well. You would actually want a lynx cat. Yeah, dude. There are videos on Instagram of people who own lynx, and they feed them like whole raw chickens. Yeah. And that lynx will just rip your flipping face off if you don't give them that chicken. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Now, see, now you're like, good God. Connor Johnson's like marshmallow Oreo, 100%. Mm. Why would you bring that up? JCW's so shake good. game is strong. JCW's has great shakes. Um, <laughs> 01 Mad Cat says, listening to monkey content. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Tyler P says, I trained a monkey or a bodyguard gorilla. Well, well, a trained monkey or a bodyguard gorilla. A trained monkey. Yeah. A train. I silverbacks will just snap you in half. Yeah. Uh, Giggity says a pet monkey or a raccoon. I hate oh, raccoons. raccoons. Are funny though. No, they're not. They stink. No, they're not. Connor says, uh, why isn't there a monkey mascot in football? I don't know. Why do you have a beaver for a mascot? <laughs> Alex Chacon says monkeys are horrifying animals. They'll tear your face off. There no, are but many. Like the little ones, the petite ones, the fun size ones. <laughs> Dude, you realize those guys grow up to be like big ones. Yeah, that who rip cares? Your face off. But, but, how many... but like George didn't grow up to be some huge monkey. No. And there how many stories? How many stories are there of people who have raised monkeys and they rip their your face off? There's well, yeah, a lot I mean, of them. It's a calculated, you know, risk. Hey, man, they might rip your face off, yeah. but it sure is fun to look at them. <laughs> uh, brother says, "Please stop it, Monty. I can't breathe. Do Do you need a banana, Monty chimpanzee? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Tyler P says Jake probably puts ketchup on a seventy dollars steak. Damn right. Ding. Damn right. Now, but I'm the guy that uses ranch on everything. So I can't much we, talk. Do we do ketchup or ranch at Mastro's? No, but we are going to the Ocean Club uh, while we're in Los Angeles. Yes. The, we are returning to the to the to the oh scene God, of the Colin Blow crime. Oh, dude! We are so you guys might remember this if you're new to the show. You probably have not heard this story. Uh, last time I was in Los Angeles, then we went to the Ocean Club in Newport Beach. Yeah, wonderful spot, by the way. I had aged prime wagyu beef. Wagyu beef. And, and my colon exploded. <laughs> like, it was terrible. And, yeah, like, crappy. We're, like, like, trying to do the show in L.A. Ooh. And my guy's like, yeah, he's texting me, like, an hour before the show. Yeah, no show today. I'm too busy uh, handling business. I'm too busy throwing up through my butthole. Yeah. Which is exactly <laughs> like, oh what happened. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, it was heinous, too. It was, like... Oh, my... And now, the beautiful thing is, there's nothing like a little food poisoning to lose 10 pounds. We got right? you out of your routine today, That's but I'm, I'm proud saying. to be here with you. You ain't got to get no, you ain't got to get no colonoscopy to clean it out. Just go to <laughs> some private beef. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, guys, 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 would you rather own a sugar glider, a hedgehog, a savanna cat, or a sloth? And hey why? Guys. Hey guys, hey guys, dude, those sugar gliders are freaking cool. I do not want one. I don't. Connor Johnson says beavers are uh, nature's architects with a gnarly tail and see what huge he did there. teeth. See what he did there, though? What? He's he's a beaver fan. Yeah. So, see, he's, he's talking a bunch of yeah. junk there. Uh, Alex Chacon says, no, man, the little ones will kill you, too. They're not meant to live with us. They're not. <laughs> see, why keep it real, though? Why be too real about it? Yeah. If you could have any exotic animal. Well, I'd have a rhinoceros. Rhinosaurus? Yosemites? Um, you Yosemites. Yosemites. <laughs> 
Skeet says, who made beavers romantic? It sounds like that's a crime, Skeet, so I don't want to talk Beavers. About it. Um, it's a moniker for lady bits. Yes, it is, Connor. Uh, UC Regent Gumby says, colon blow crime. Yes, it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was brutal, dude. <sighs> Alex says, ranch on everything is alpha male behavior. That's right. That's exactly right. Exactly right. That's right. It's yeah. exactly right. But yeah. yeah, so we're going back there. Anyway, the point is. Yeah. I, I would have a big cat. If, I, if, I, if they weren't going to rip me in half and I didn't go to jail, like whatever his yes, name was. Nice. Yes, I'm nice. Yeah, big cat guy at the farm down there. Oh, uh, Tiger King. Yeah, Tiger King. Yeah, buddy. I'd, I'd probably, buddy. <laughs> I'd probably have it a tiger. It makes me a loving father and a decent human being. It, it doesn't. Not to buy you, no. Don't buy me a tiger, dude. Mm. And then there are snakes. No, nah, snakes are no. I, I don't. I don't need no king cobra in the, in the, in the aquarium. No, I am not interested in that. I am not. Uh, Connor Johnson says Ghost Pepper Ranch from Wendy's. Dude, are Stop. you? Dude, you're crazy, bro. Connor, what is wrong with you? Ghost Pepper Ranch. I mean, from... I can I can let or you know you being an Oregon State guy go, but now you start getting into what? Ghost Pepper Ranch. Here's the thing with Oregon State, though. Nobody hates Oregon State, but nobody likes Oregon State. Right, but they don't hate them either. <laughs> right, like <laughs> nobody. You just don't care. Yeah. I'm excited to see what research is going to be like. I'm excited about that. That's all I'm saying. Uh, he said it's lit. I don't know that it's lit. All right, let's move on because we got to talk about TikTok before we get out of here today. <sighs> Damn, with TikTok. So you guys know about this, right? Um, that TikTok sucks and you should never use it. Yeah. I like TikTok a lot. I actually enjoy it. Yeah. I don't use it because I know the Chinese government is stealing information and tracking what I do. So here's the question, though. Yeah bipartisan, which is not a word we say much on this show, which means Democrat, Republicans, Kirsten Cinema, you know. Your mom. Uh, they all got together, and they're writing a piece of legislation to ban TikTok nationwide. Yeah. All of this, of course, because TikTok is, own, is owned by a company called ByteDance. Yeah. And ByteDance is owned by the Chinese government, and there are people saying that the Chinese government is spying on American citizens, which it's not really a question. It's that user data from U.S. citizens is being given to the Chinese government. Right. The TikTok folks have insisted that U.S. user data is safely stored outside of China, which it says should keep it out of reach of government officials. To which I say, hell no, it won't. But ByteDance can't possibly think that the Chinese government, we're going to buy that. Because it's not. Yeah. There is no doubt that Chinese, the Chinese government, which is one of the most prolific spy bodies in the world, has access to your information, your contacts, your browsing history. <laughs> like you agree to that in the terms and conditions when you download TikTok. You yeah. agree to that. And so Utah included, Governor Cox the other day, signed a bill to ban TikTok on, or whatever you want to call it, a bill, a rule, a law, whatever, to ban TikTok on all government-issued phones in the state of Utah. And many states have done that. Yeah. And now I think there is actual agreement on a bipartisan level to ban TikTok. Should it be done? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to say I, I do think it should be done. I mean, it is a great platform. I think... 
you know, for those of you who are sleeping on the business possibilities inside the TikTok platform, money making, you know, you know, building a following on that platform is incredibly easy to do. Like there's a lot of opportunity there. And, and I think that, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's kind of frustrating because it is a great platform. You know, the watch time and the, and the rate of return, uh, on, on TikTok is phenomenal, but I can't get down with something that's compromising our privacy and our information. And like, you know, our, like everything from using your camera to watch you to your geographic location, to, like everything dude. And, and I just can't get down with it. Like, I know that Zuckerberg is basically one of the worst humans on the planet, but at least, you know, at least that's like a homegrown thing. Like TikTok, I just can't get down with that. I, I just can't. I think when you look at, I think social media is a terrible scourge in this world. I do. I, I, I like you look at this, this stuff with Elon Musk, what he's doing. Did you guys hear that Elon, who now owns Twitter, has stopped paying bills, has the money, has not paid rent on any of Twitter buildings, any of them, has just stopped paying rent. You look at that he is stopping the severance payments to employees that essentially were forced to quit or be fired. Like he's just not paying people. And there's no reason for it. He hasn't given a valid reason. He hasn't explained it. He's not cash strapped. Yeah. But you look at the scourge that has come from Twitter. You look at the scourge. Uh, I mean, just the misinformation in the newsfeed on Facebook. Yeah. You look at, I mean, Instagram is probably the most widely accepted and used app amongst our young people. And the suicides, the fights, the crime that has been committed based on what somebody has seen on Instagram is insane. And then you go to TikTok and it's like, oh yeah, well, my information is being stored on Chinese government servers. Like, if you haven't deleted TikTok off your phone, I really don't know what you're waiting well, for. I think this comment here at the bottom there by Lopez Fan Gabe is, is interesting. Literally every app on our phones is farming personal information. As we talk about a ban because someone decided China is the boogeyman, we should first be afraid of uh, today. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's an issue I mean, because it's, it's China, not our government. That's yeah. the problem. I think when you look at the different apps on your phone, I mean, look how many apps want your location full time. They want to track your location. Look at the fact that your map program, um, you know, like you look at Yelp. Yelp is baked into Apple Maps so they can serve you businesses while you're traveling. I mean, it, it's insane how much information you don't realize you, you give away. Yeah, and look at Brock saying that he deleted it literally right now. Brock Willie. Uh, hello. Uh, just deleted TikTok, as you should. Yeah. And again, As make you sure, because another thing, though, and this is a Mrs. Monty angle that she shared with us yesterday, she had deleted it off her phone, but she's still getting emails from TikTok because she didn't delete her account. Yeah. So you, it, you don't be surprised if they email you. Yeah. Yep. Brent Terry says Facebook farms the info for our government, so that's okay. It's not. It's not okay. Uh, Kay Nuren says, you're right. The Chinese government wants to control the world. UC Regent Gumby says, who would win the fight, Jake or Zuckerberg? I do think you could kick his ass. Yeah. If it was just you and him yeah. and a lynx in a cage, I think you'd both die. Yeah. Uh, Luis Capazzo says Jake would win. Uh, Luis also says, Brent, the NSA farms our information at Camp Williams. I think our government knows everything that we're doing, and there's little you can do about it. 
If you don't think your phone listens, if like this is the 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 Amazon Alexa Google HomePod thing. Yeah. Do you really think that they stop listening to you until you say their name? Come on now. You really think that they're not recording all of those conversations? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Please. I mean, if you don't realize that, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. You know, like I, I just think it is. Uh, Jordan Brown says, can we get Monty a freaking monkey? Somebody should. Yeah, seriously. Somebody should. Birthday's in February. Uh, if, if not TikTok, China will find another way. Absolutely, Giggity. I agree. Uh, 801 says, uh, but who's going to watch me dance? I, I See, that's the problem. Who's going to watch me talk about YouTube sports world. in about YouTube, YouTube shorts? YouTube. Yeah, because Google's innocent. I, and I think this really is the thing. Like, it's just, you have to, how much are you willing to give away? Not willing to give it away to China, I can you tell know. you that. Kirk Garbett says, going to, to the growler or dropping a deuce. Oh, dropping a deuce. <laughs> yeah, dropping a deuce. No doubt All about day. It. That's the proper nomenclature. Uh, Connor says, as long as our military is still the world power, we'll be all right regarding China. Conspiracy warning, China is trying to demasculate our young men. Okay. Uh, you know. Uh, Lopez, Lopez Van Gabe says, Bezos, Musk, Zuckerberg, and the U.S. government are just as scary as China. Oh, I would agree. I don't disagree with you at all. Yeah. And th this is this is what I say about like iPhones. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I listen. I love Steve Jobs. I love tech. I love innovation. Look at all these idiots that are making like robots that can run over stuff now. How many times have you heard of 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 corporate head honchos snaking a camera of an employee who's working from home to see if they're actually working? Oh, that happens all the time. So. There's no question there's capabilities. It's just a matter of, like you said, how much we're willing to accept. And I'm not willing to accept giving my stuff to China. Am I the only one that's scared of robots? Do you guys see like how there was a video I watched on Instagram the other day where they showed robots as they started in like the 90s up until today. They're running and jumping off of one leg and doing backflips now. Yeah. Infowars.com. Hell no, dude. Burn them to the ground. Yeah, like I, I robots are terrifying to me. Well, and you've got that that new legislature in San Francisco that allows the cops to use deadly force with robots uh, with robots in certain situations. No, I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. Brock Willie says Jake would whoop his ass. Would you whoop Zucker if if you? Could... I, had, I had a couple good fights in high school. I can I can hold my who, own. Who would you want? Is there like? And I don't. I don't. This is probably way off the reservation now. Uh, <laughs> Eric love... C says the chat popcorn. Yeah, I mean, I love I love how we're divulging into a Jake has those hands as if I'm some sort of UFC fighter or something. But you're a big dude. Like you're, you're a pretty, people don't generally mess with you. No. Thanks for the $5 tip. Uh, Jordan Brown. Wait, did you just it. call me fat? No, I said you're thick. Fat. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, Tom says, did I miss any transfer portal talk? You did. You should go back to the beginning Earlier of the, in the show. show, my guy. You should. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, videos of those Boston Dynamic robots are nightmare fuel. Oh, Thank it's you, terrifying, Boston dude. Dynamic. It's yes. terrifying, bro. Hell, the answer it is, is hell absolutely no. terrifying. The answer is hell yeah. no. I do not want robots at all. Uh, uh, Jaren says, some of the... Uh, clearly haven't seen any of the Terminator movies in its show. Yeah, Skynet, so that's what bro. I'm saying. Skynet, all day. Uh, Capazzo says, Jake V. Zuck, cage fight. Let's yep, do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, you know, uh, Ruff's official, or Skeet, excuse me, says, someday San Fran shit show will be so beat down that they will have robots for police. Okay. 
Uh, Ruff's official says Jake versus Giggity would be a lot of slapping and hair pulling. And yet, well, Ruffs, I'm sure you're the biggest tough guy in the you chat, know, you know? You know, you know. Uh, Eric C says, when you guys come to L.A., can my girlfriend and I get a picture with y'all? Yeah, yeah sure. dude. Why not? That'd yep. be fun. Uh, meet us at Taco Surf. Um, let's see. Alex says, Jake has hands, but a glass jaw. One smack and he he does the chicken dance. Yeah, but see, you know, if we're playing under NFL rules, I'll get to keep fighting. You know what I mean? Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, I... I, I the, the, I'm scared of technology. I'm not even going to, I don't even try to play with it. Like it, it, it is now granted my entire life is pretty much documented. Let's just be honest. Yeah. My entire life is documented. Yeah. Like everything I do, gym, driving, crapping, or excuse me, burning a deuce, burning um, a deuce, you know, heading to the, we call it heading to the fourth floor. Yeah. Uh, it's all on tape. So I have nothing to hide. But I, I just don't know. I don't know where this all ends up. Like this TikTok thing, that's terrifying to me. Like I, I'm in a room where there's one, two, three, four, five, six cameras, seven, eight cameras, where there's that many microphones. Like I, I can't hide anything I'm doing. Yeah. Not that I really care about that, but I'm 49 years old in my lifetime. Are we going to see robots doing something? I think we are. Oh, and it's I terrifying think so. Absolutely. to me. If I live another 50 years, do you know what technology changes in 50 minutes, let alone 50 years? Yeah. That I, I, I just don't know, man. Like it, it, it is, it it's is scary, really, for sure. it is really scary to me Yeah. to, to know that that kind of stuff is going on in the world. And yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know how you fix it or how you stop it. Cause you know, deep down inside, I don't trust our government. Yeah. I What's don't you, trust. You hear about these, you hear about the effort that went into overthrowing the election you read these, did you guys read the Mark Meadows text messages that came out this week? Yeah. Cheese and rice. Hell no. Like, it's terrifying to me that that stuff actually happens. Yeah. And I, I don't know how you, I don't know, man. I don't know how you fix any of this mess. I honestly don't. And <clears throat> that's why I continue to ask, where is the, the leaders of the future? Because it's not my generation. It's yeah, more your generation. They're not here yet. It's your generation. Yeah. You're 30, you're going to be 29 years old. You're got you're you're you you're in your 30s, man. Like you guys got to lead. Yeah. You got to lead and I just don't know. Maybe you're the wrong generation to do it. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either, But you man. know, it's the Joe Rogan thing where, you know, he where that bite of him saying that you know, easy times makes, you know, soft men, hard times make hard men like Yeah. I, that's the that's what worries me so much is, you know, and people bitching about the economy. Like, this is the other conversation, not to, like, go way off into left field, but everyone's like, oh, we're in a recession. Don't spend your money. You're fucked. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool, bro, but hiring is still good. Employment is still good. Uh, you know, like, the, the, the consumer price index fell. People are shocked by that. You know, like, it, it seems like these higher interest rates are helping cool the economy. And people are like, oh my God, the, the, the mortgage rates, the mortgage rates are what, 6.34 or whatever they were yesterday, or, you know, they've fallen for four straight weeks. And it's like, dude, 6% for a mortgage is not that much. But oh, you got it at three. Well, I took advantage of it. And it was historically bad for the economy. But you have all these people telling you, oh, recession, 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 you're screwed. Are we really screwed? 
Are things more expensive? Yes. Food is stupid expensive. Healthcare is stupid expensive. Are we in a recession? I don't believe we are. I don't. Now, if unemployment spikes, if we're, if we're at 12% unemployment, okay, I'm terrified. That's a recession. People aren't working. People aren't spending money. We're in real trouble. That's not where we are. But yet you flip on CNN or Fox News and the world's ending. Yeah. The world's ending. You know, and, and you, you listen to people talk about, you know, you listen to people talk about how tough the world is. If you're willing to go out and do the work, you're going to have a, a, a fruitful life. I think the problem is too many 20-somethings want to be TikTok influencers. That's not doing the work. I'm 49. Do you realize this winter season, I've picked up two endorsements? I'm 49. They're the first two endorsements I've ever had for Surge Supplements and for Plus Snow uh, Snowboarding Apparel. I'm 49. I've been working my entire life and I happen to fall into them. But it's not falling into them when you do the work to get get where you want to go. Yeah. But with all due respect to, to millennials, I think your generation wants a lot of things handed to you because we as parents handed things to you. Yeah, It's our fault. But at some point, that's got to change because I don't believe we're in a recession. I'm not buying that at all. And I, I'm passionate about it. Yeah. I, I just yeah. don't know that I don't know that the 20, 30 somethings right now are capable of saving the world like we need them to do. Because I do believe that your your 27 to 35 year old has to save the world right now today. They're going to save the world right now today. They have to act. They have to get into politics. They have to get into leadership. They have to get into industry. And they're not. They're not, and they're not building generational wealth, and they're not buying houses, <clears throat> and they're not. Yeah. They're just not. And at some point, we've got to change that. We talked about college yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got to stop. One of the things I thought was so fascinating was the reaction to our conversation about college degrees and education. Yeah. And how much people need it, and do you need them? And I'm just telling you now, man. We've got to stop this ideal of college or you're an idiot. Yeah. Because I think it's holding back people that should be out leading the world. But I also think, you know, that ideal is getting around and it potentially, in, in a lot of cases, is, is setting people back because they're not willing to do the work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's just scary to me. Like, I don't know where the next explosion of leadership comes from. Where do we get the next Mitch McConnell, the next Nancy Pelosi, the next... Ronald Reagan, Donald Trump, like the, the courage that all of those people had. And yeah, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but you can't ignore the fact that the guy had a lot of balls to go and do what he did. Yeah. You don't have to like him, but you got to respect the fact that he had the courage to go do what he did. Where, who's got the courage to go do what needs to be done? I don't know. And I think, and I fully admit, my generation failed our children. I mean, I'm a big believer in that. My generation of parenting, I made your life way too easy. Mm-hmm. And I freely admit that. I gave you too much. I did too much for you. Like, you, you did not start failing until you were in your 20s already. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. I could keep going. I, I could keep going, but I won't. Uh, Luis Capazzo says the next Reagan. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the other two? No, no, no. <laughs> could be. Uh, Connor Johnson says this generation might be accepting the AI future and we don't see how it will shape the future. Well, 
I mean, there's absolutely that. There's absolutely that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler P says by 2030, they say we'll own nothing and be happy about it. That's interesting. Tyler also says Trump had balls. He just had no filter when he speaks. And it, it, was, it killed him. It absolutely killed him. This whole, I, I wonder on Donald Trump, Trumponomics, you know, like, is he done? Is it over for Donald Trump? And I, I think this is a really interesting moment in time. Yeah. Is this, hey, we should have overthrown the Constitution to keep me in office thing. Was that the final nail for Donald Trump? I don't know. I guess we'll see. The guy's running for president. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I mean, is there, I don't know. And I know some pretty ardent Trump supporters. I don't know how many people would vote for Donald Trump if he were running for president. The election was today. How many people vote for Donald Trump? Yeah, I don't know, man. Clearly enough. You think so? Yeah, enough to keep him around. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, let's see. You see Regent Gumby says algorithms are uh, a looming issue as well. Algorithms make the globe spin, dude. Whether you want it to or not, you know, like it is, there's no doubt about that. Tyler P says, I think DeSantis is the future of that party. If Ron DeSantis is the future of the Republican Party, I will probably vote independent. Because <laughs> I can't see, we, we at some point have to get back to giving a damn about the person next to us. We have to care about our neighbors at some point. And I just think in this world, we don't. Uh, Eric C. says, I have no doubt a Democrat will win in 2024. Thank God for all of us. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Big Dog O-Town says, totally agree. Us baby boomers failed our millennials. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I, I, listen, I say all the time, I think you're a great guy. Like I, I do. I mean, you don't know how to have sex or get chicks. But other than that, you're a great guy. Right. You are. I mean, you're smart. You're intelligent. You can do, you can operate. You take care of yourself. You're independent. Like, right. you're a really good dude. I just wish I'd made you a hard ass. Because mm -hmm. you're, you're some, a part of me wonders if, if millennials have been made soft. And I wish I'd made you a hard ass. Yeah. I do, I, I, honestly, I say that in all seriousness. Alex Chacon says DeSantis is probably going to win the Republican nomination. Well, maybe. I'm not here for really a yeah. DeSantis thing. But we'll see. Um, you know, I just, I worry about our future. That's all I'm saying. Like all these, you know, we, we try to stay away from so many topics. The one topic that we probably should talk about more is our future and how secure our future is. Because I don't know that our future is that secure. Yeah. I guess, I, and I'm I mean, guessing every generation has had that conversation. Yeah, and I think every generation looks at it differently. All right, thank you for being here. Before you take off all 124 of you, please consider hitting the like button. 135 likes today and about 1,500 views is pretty good. We appreciate you for that. Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up. It helps the channel grow until tomorrow when we'll react to the UC Board of Regents as UCLA in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 tomorrow morning. We'll talk about it. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.